Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. Big, big Toledo's around here somewhere. Uh, we're ready to go. Uh, I can't wait to read this to you because I got this yesterday uh, evening. And uh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Listen to this email. Only this show gets this stuff. Maybe. We're the only ones who read it. Beth might have gotten this, too. But we're the only ones who read this out loud. It says, uh, here's one for you guys. It's a life changer. (coughs) Yeah, here we go. After 11 years of marriage and one kid and a miscarriage, one of your most loyal and crazed fans and I are getting divorced. You know, that's no good. You hear that every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You want to know why it's... uh, Cold. Well, you're broken? Well, you got to move. I can't fix you. Oh, wait. Oh, here we go. Try this. Hi. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) This thing's all messed up. There you go. Uh, It says, want to know why? Yesterday, I came home from work early, not feeling well, and found uh, my husband at home. He was home, too. And when I found him, he was inside. My brother. Whoa. (laughs) Dippity, too. (laughs) Wow. Uh, in the kitchen. Now, I know my brother is gay, but I had no idea about this. It's been going on the entire time. Golf outings? Nope. Camping? Nope. <laughs> These two were the whole time. Oh. My husband works at blah, blah, blah. His name is blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying all that. He loves your show. And this piece of S has literally ruined not just my family, but my entire family. The entire thing. Family, parents, brothers, everything. Please expose him and help me ruin his life, too. It is now my mission. He will never see his son again. Evidently, uh, he and my brother are also, quote, in love. He had the nerve to tell me after I caught him that it's been going on since we've known each other. And the only difference now is that I know. He asked me if we could just keep everything together, but now it's out in the open and he feels okay. And he doesn't want to lose the kid. My life is now a disaster, but I'm going to make his worse. Here's the, here's the fun part. That wasn't the fun part? No, there's like a pages of, of, but wait, of stuff in there. But more. wait, there's more. <laughs> here's how it ends. Tell everyone in Phoenix, by the way, that blank is a lying, cheating, horrible, deranged homo F word. And I want him dead. Now, yeah, you're pushing it, lady. You can't do that. On the flip side, 
Any decent man with a job who wants to F me on my marital bed before this asshole moves out, I'm going to bang everybody in this city before I can. Or before he gets out, sorry. Uh, So check me out, gives her email, all that stuff. I will be good at it. I need a real man to bang me, not some homo effort. Oh, man. How could you get to sleep last night? Got photos? I, was, I drove to work early. I was here at like 2.30. I don't know if you guys just driving around the parking lot. Can you believe this? You got no. photos of this broad? No. Oh, okay. well, send us uh, broad. Send us photos. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not putting any names out because I don't no, want to no, be no. in a courtroom. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit there and, go and find out she's lying and just trying to wreck this dude or whatever, but... How about that story? Awesome. Let's be practical about this before we find suitors. Yeah. No. Send photos Anybody. of D-Toledo.98kupd.com. <laughs> Anybody. Once she, yeah, that's true. We should probably, I don't want to be the pimp. Yeah, exactly. Ugly. I'm not yeah, an ugly come on pimp. Now. Look, if you're ugly, just tell me that you'll have guys over to tell stories in the marital bed. By the way, I don't want to have sex in your marital bed. That thing's filled with, yeah. Poop wiener. Poop and poop wiener and all that. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. She took the time yesterday. I don't know. Where in the line of, oh, yeah, I'm telling them we fell. Like, who did she, what, what was the protocol after she wandered in and found her, as she put it, inside her brother? When do you, like, go, all right, and also his favorite radio station needs to know. Did Mark Curtis get an email? Like, did who who else got this? Yeah, she had to have written. Let's get Broomhead on the phone, too, make sure he didn't <laughs> yeah, get this one. Broomhead, Broomhead, do a whole segment on being inside someone's brother. You'd know. Were there any signs beforehand? Like, Sorry, Mike, that was uncalled for. I don't know why I did that. I'm a little giddy. <laughs> but I think Broomhead's dabbled. But either way, that's, that's just say here they're there. It doesn't really matter. Just saying. I mean, he, tra- he blew me once. I'm just oh, saying. Well, I don't, you know, know. I don't want to go out on a limb and say it. It's just, it, we had a nice lunch. <laughs> it's how you end nice lunches. We were both kind of having a nice Thursday. So, you know what? This is fun. You think Ian Schwartz got the same email or what? Oh, I wonder if Weatherman Ian Schwartz got it. Well, now he's got it. I'll send it to him. It's a couple pages, by the way. But Ian wouldn't out. I don't think anybody in their right mind. Like, I'm going to help you, girl. Let's hook her up with Larry. Oh, my God. Yes. No. Yes. Come on. Larry will do. Larry will. No. He will take care of her. Yes. And Larry are not on the same oh, emotional plane. She is. That's like that's like setting up Holly Hobby with Charles Manson. You're just. It's, Do you you're, like drones? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. No, I just want to like a man. Are you a man? Well, I am a man. Don't call me up. Don't say I'm not a man. All right, this is not good. We're I'm off just, to a bad start. Are you drinking a Midori sour? <laughs> My last husband drank those. I know what this means. Are you gonna? Uh, My dad. <laughs> She's grumpy. Now, Look, the, it's been 10 years. Can we have regular sex? <laughs> what, were, were there any signs? That, Evidently you know, not. Yeah. And gay isn't all about the butthole. You and your generation have to get over that. It's a legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> if it was simply about the butthole, they'd just roll a woman over the entire time and never, ever dabble. That's in my question. But that's that the was point. Going on for no, a no, that's just we what need people, to follow up on this. people think it's about the butthole. It's man-on-man attraction. It's like a penis. They like the pee-pee, too. You don't just roll them over and play b-hole and then pretend. If that was that well, easy. Well, we wouldn't know. We're well, learning why here. Why in the world would you ever be gay if it was that easy to fix? Because he was in Blow City. He likes blowjobs. He likes yeah. men. A lot a, of them. It's not that. Did he ever, you know... Suck on your arm? No, it's he's not. They're not dogs. 
Ask Ian Schwartz. He'll eat that. I said, Jesus, Brady, they're not animals. Okay, it's a physical attraction. I know. We're, we're learning here. I know. Yeah. I'm helping you learn. Thank and you. Don't, get so, don't get so upset or buttered, as it were, when for, I teach you. Because it went on for so long. Right. I'm sure from the sounds of her now email, she took it in the ass, if that's together. what you're asking. She was backdooring a little bit, sure, but I don't think, I think she thought she was she had to leading, I mean, obviously leading two different lives. Right. <laughs> but there's got to be word, there's got to be a crossover somehow. Yes, and she found it in the kitchen. He was crossing streams with his with her brother. Oh. Well, there is no, there, there doesn't have to be a crossover. She's providing him something. You know, is there a crossover when you go get fish and barbecue? You know, you don't have to mash them together all the time. You can have different meals and not ever let anybody know you don't like salad. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to always cross over. Sure. You're right. You never put fish on on, on the smoke or on the grill. Right. You don't. You, can't, you don't cross meats. <laughs> well, no. Not at the same time. We just pile it on the other one and go. I can't live without both. You just have. You have separate uh, needs and wants from certain different things. Uh, Broomhead just texts. I'm right. on it. Not in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, look at your emails today, Mike. She might have done a full on. She might have just full on. Uh, you know, swamped the media Man. of Phoenix. Said uh, this guy said this brought us a trap. <laughs> Kelly Turley emails in. He's more worried about like, well, maybe I should sign up for that long list of dudes that's going to hammer her before that guy moves I'll out. I, I can find her some dudes. But it's brought us. Oh, that won't be an issue. <laughs> yeah, she's a woman. If you, you'd have to be so hideous, you'll have the Phoenix five hundred in two minutes. Look, it's the old Seinfeld joke when he said men hate walking by a Cosmo that says where to find men. We're everywhere. We're right. We're, we're, like it's up to you. You're the one who. The fact you're struggling to find a guy is your part. We're everywhere and ready at all times. Same email from two different dudes. Joe and Omar, what's this broad's email address? I'll take care of this. I'm not giving that out just in case it's bad. (laughs) But we'll find out. We'll we'll get it later. This guy says, uh, by the way, I'm a gay bottom, and I've hooked up with many men who are married to women, and their story is always the same. The wife's bad at oral. She only does it two or three times a year, and they've tried uh, anal and extra to spice it up, and she just doesn't do anything. Most guys do. So the married man goes gay because they know we are all about sex, and we're amazing at oral. <laughs> all of you? There's got to be a couple gays out there that are a couple clones. No, 100%. There, yeah. You're telling me Freddie Mercury was good at oral? Whoa. Oh, no yeah. No way. That is the last gay I would get blown by on the planet. <laughs> No, ask his wife how ask ask this lady how often she's been pleasing her husband. That's why he's gay. Well, that's not true. Every guy goes into droughts and stuff. You don't necessarily start dabbling with the other team <laughs> because it's been going on for a while. No, I'll, st- I'll stay on the bench, coach. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, good. I'm, uh, my jerk game gets real strong. Uh, I'm not necessarily looking for. Well, that guy looks like he's got good mouth skills. <laughs> Screw ladies. Yeah, Freddie Mercury wasn't good at all. That Dell, I appreciate the. Uh, the braggadocious nature of your community, but come on. There's a few of you out there. Nah. Freddie's top of mind, but I'm sure there's some more bucktooth gays out there that you don't necessarily. That he, holds off. He made up for it in different ways. Mm. I'm sure Freddie had to. Freddie's teeth were like being a fat girl. He had yeah. to be. That was brutal. Those big old beaver Sell chompers. Them like chainsaws. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yuck, no. Anyway, so that's how the day starts. Wandering in. Yeah. 
And there's her husband. She I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. you saw that. Yeah, I'm sorry she saw it. I'm so, but I'm also sorry that it's happened to her, if it's real. And I'm also sorry that uh, she can't please a man. <laughs> <laughs> she pushed him to the other side. But can you imagine? 11 years, the whole time, the entire time. The whole time. The ultimate down low. The whole time. And there's a lot of down low. I watched an Oprah episode about that once, and that's mainly a black community thing. You know, the down low of that, that the black guys, uh, well, that was on the Oprah episode. I'm not saying that that's a black guy thing. I'm saying that on this episode, that the down low was brought on by <laughs> the community, uh, African-American community, not being real comfortable with that being open. So the guys just sideballed and then had normal families. But that's true of Catholics and everything else. But the down low came from like Atlanta. I got to believe impressed. he was a two-spirit the whole time. Could be. Could be. Native American? She didn't tell me uh, ethnicity. But she's ready to bone everybody. I don't want to bang you in your marital bed. It is, uh, it is just filled with your brother's juices. And I'm not interested in any of that. What a story. Burn the bed. What, what are you story. doing home? Let me suggest What this. are you doing in my brother? <laughs> <laughs> You're early. Oh, me too. Is that my brother? Like the the realization that that white ass that's bouncing around in your kitchen is your husband with someone else, and then your brother's head turns. I mean, and the only thing you see here is the first thing you hear is "Hey, sis." <laughs> Actually, the first thing you hear is, <laughs> and then, oh. and then, oh, sis, <laughs> don't tell mom. Why? I'm telling everybody. So that had to be the first call, mom. If they're still alive, mom and dad get the call. Oh man, you think the, the, the besties got to get? She them. told us she's on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's mom and dad. It's everybody. This is a. This is a. She's, she's on fl- Sherman's march right she now. She is flamethrowing. Yeah, she is out there with just tanks and guns, and she is scorched earth right now on this dude. She, and by the way, if you are a big listener, if you're a listener who was uh, <laughs> your brother-in-law yesterday afternoon, <laughs> we're talking about you. Uh, don't go to work today. Uh, call in sick because they know. Everybody there is now. She wants me to announce where you work and gave me great details of where you work, and I'm not doing any of that. But if you're a guy who just got done BFing your brother-in-law 24 hours ago and got caught, we're talking about you. And if you, by the way, if you woke up the next day and turned on morning radio, <laughs> nice work. <laughs> I would be pretty much a uh, coward in a ball. Maybe laying in the backyard for a little while, just crying. Uh, but yeah, your work knows, and you're going to wander into this. This is a disaster, and I'm not sure that's legal. Is it? Like the scorned woman calling your work and saying, "But jumping on your brother, your brother-in-law, or what?" I mean, that's oh, that's completely legal. Yeah, if you want to do that, go nuts. But well, to write a letter, what she did, you're talking about, or yeah, to call his work and start blasting him. I, there's probably some defamation things going on there that you know when you try to you try to get into the, the guy's pockets basically his money uh, because of something he did wrong to you that really didn't affect potentially could have gotten into her money too. It's a misdemeanor. It's not, it's not a crime. Yeah, per se. So her just telling everybody, you know, basically outing him at work. I, that's that's tough. That's yeah. hard news not to tell. Oh yeah, no, she's telling. She's a, she's, oh, she's telling. She hit the yeah. keyboard. I just want to know who else. Does Stern know? That's another thing. Like, does yeah. she try to nationalize this? Did she? Hit, but she said it's that a he's a fan of us. So. Reddit story. That's for oh, sure. Oh my goodness! Yeah, 
She said, if this girl is so mad, Isabel says, <laughs> why doesn't she just go get a strap on and peg her husband? I'm sure that's what he wants. Pound out her frustration on him. <laughs> is this Isabel? I, yeah, I don't know. That's a woman, right? I or is think. That a, it could be a guy's name. Could be a we don't know because it's spelled weird. So, But that's, man, pretty impressive on this person's part to think that there's, there's going to be some sex involved in this. <laughs> Why don't we bang it out? This guy, uh, Rand, just said, uh, she needs to call the police, and you know who we're talking about. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Checking in with today's news is Rico Blaze. How y'all doing this morning? Now, I don't know nothing about going back to no man because that's disgusting. To quote the ladies, man. But baby, if you ain't afraid of heights, you can climb up on my big Johnson. Hopefully you ain't got sickle cells so you can keep your breath and slide down the fun pole, if you know what I'm talking about. Let's play fireman. <laughs> Does that say prolapse? <laughs> oh, that's a B? Brady has trouble making the letter B. B look a lot like children's L's. Anyway, the note says time to probe, and I agree. Let's look deep into this situation, baby. I'm a detective. So nuts a lot's on the case. I make art, baby, and my eggplant is my pen. That's an actual quote. I once said that. Look it up. It's on my page. That is that, that was on my page. I read that last night. Anyway, you need the police in your team, baby. You need the blue. And I'm going to have at least 69 questions for you and your husband. Sounds like everybody's in play. What's that, baby? You don't like going back door? Call your husband. He does. I'll take care of him, too. You know what I'm saying? He sounds twinky to me. Mm, we're going to look like a delicious sandwich of burnt meat in the middle of two pieces of white bread. I like your family. You ain't going to need all those men to come to your house, girl. You just need one. And the line will be long, trust me. My detective knows, senses something. Something smells about this case, like poopy. Oh, wait, those are just your sheets from your brother and your husband. Your wallpaper smells like poopy, too. They don't wash their hands. That's right. The police are on the case. Rico Blaze has this. We're going to solve it. You need yourself some sexual chocolate, baby, not Twinkie the Kid. <laughs> Let's get serious about this love-making situation. It's ironic that I also have a cold. Homer got one, too. Sound a little nasally. I sound like your husband after he swallowed and sneezed at the same time. <laughs> Welcome to Rico Blaze. I'm like the Hardy Boys. Welcome to the case of two brothers going to the base. <laughs> well, at least you know he's a top, baby. <laughs> and speaking of on top, why don't you climb on this man? Know what it feels like when the law is inside you and on your side and in your backside and in your head. All right. Rico Blaze has it all figured out. <laughs> this one's stupid, but I like it. Brady just handed me dumb notes. Rico Blaze is on the case. The case of the fudge felons. 
don't laugh too hard at that. It's too stupid to laugh at. No, that's so dumb. It's funny. That's so dumb. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. That wouldn't be funny. If it was noon, you'd be like, all right, that's enough. But it's 6, so that's goddamn funny. Only been up for an hour and a half, so that's really funny. I'm woke now. Uh, that's low-hanging fruit at 6 a.m. Now, speaking of fruits hanging low... You got to see that in your kitchen. Did you wash the kitchen with bleach yesterday? Because, bitch, I'm going to get hungry after I bang you, and I don't want to go into that nasty-ass kitchen of yours where the fudge factory is happening. All right, Rico Blaze is going to leave now. I'm on the case. <laughs> That's dumb. Anyway, <laughs> I was excited for this email for a reason, and here it was. <laughs> Detective Rico Blaze will solve your problems. And now she's probably going to kill us. She, we're messing with trouble Has here. Has she got a name? Is her name on her? Uh, I'm not saying no, it. No, no, I'm going to see if we can find her. Uh, Google. Uh, just, for uh, us. Mm, I'm not going to send it out there. She just gave me her first name. Her email was a made-up Gmail immediate, oh, okay. like one of those Gmail at blah, yeah. 635654.15. Oh, okay. It's not an AI. Uh, well, that's the thing, and that's another thing. I'm I'm skeptical only of her spreading lies because she's mad at her husband. So I don't want to say yet. Mm. Now, that sounds like I'll tell you her name starts with. Oh, I want to say it so bad. It starts with an M. <laughs> Good luck. But I can't. I can't do it. We can play the guessing game. <laughs> her initials are MT. Okay, that's as far as I'm going with it. As far as I'm going. She gave me her, her name. And this email address was built for her to get. She, look, she's mad right now. It's been less than 24 hours. She came home from work not feeling well. Uh, then the, she's, she's the gone, feeling yeah, awful. She's gone from anger to probably like, what have I done? I, and I'll probably get an email from her later going, please don't. Don't say anything else. But it's too good not to. She says he went on camping trips alone with her brother. This dumb bitch knew. What does that mean? <laughs> you can go camping with a dude and not have it go gay. I broke well, back mountain. Okay, that's true. But I mean, and I was going to say Boy Scouts, but boy, that doesn't help the case, no, does it? No. Jesus Christ, you might be right. <laughs> Don't go camping with guys one-on-one. -on -one. Well, now well, that's you're, gay. You, now, you know, you can't help it, but you're putting every little activity that they're doing. Well, trust me. And, and she's not just wrong. Multiplies. In that particular right. case, she saw it once. That means every time she didn't see you, she assumes that's what you were doing. And she has every right to feel that way because now it's burned in her brain. Oh, man, is it burned. So it doesn't matter if that was the first time or the 10,000th time. And then you went off the dummy and said, oh, no, it's been going on since I've known you. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you did it once. If you did it 10,000 times, you did it. And so everything that she thinks about you is what she thinks, true or otherwise. That's just the way you live now. And you did that to yourself by boning her brother-in-law up against the Carrera Marble. I'm assuming you don't have Carrera Marble. Well, he's gay. Probably wouldn't do it up against boning anybody. her brother. Yeah. Her brother, his brother-in-law, yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Anyway. Yikes. This guy says, I'm not sure my wife's ever made me mad enough that I wanted to have one of my boys blow me. <laughs> yeah, it would be a pretty heavy dose of anger to make me think, man, 
Just going to go over there I'll and show her. Brett handle this. <laughs> Nicholas writes, she mentions all the time he went and spent time alone with her brother golfing, camping. Right. If a dude is going camping alone with a gay dude, she knew. She didn't care until it was in her face. But it's her brother. Like, again, you're right. Going to the woods with a gay dude solo is very gay. But it's your brother. You know? It is, I, yeah, I mean, that's hindsight to go, oh, Jesus, I couldn't. You'd think you could trust Usually one of the two be, of like them. Like the camping yeah. thing, you'd think, oh, it's, I'm going with, you know, uh, her brother and his friend. Perfect storm. And I, right, camping, I got a buddy, like a group thing. Camping, two gay but it's just he and I. Yeah, one gay guy in your, but you'd think to yourself, like she probably joked about it. I was like, all right, don't blow my brother. <laughs> oh, God, blah, you. I'm not going to blow him. He's going to blow me. See ya. <laughs> And you know they're not camping on the tent. They're glamping out there. Oh, yeah. no they're, 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 not going camping. they're not going camping. They're going to his house. They're camping at the Phoenician. Having at that 22-foot pink <laughs> camper they tow behind. Oh, and the worst part is he wouldn't like the... color. Like, <laughs> you'd, go to his, you'd go to his apartment or house or whatever and just just bury it in her brother for the weekend and then come home unshowered, smelling like crap. And oh, like, ah, boy, camping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Camp. can tell every time he goes camping. Oh, you guys, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, you got to take dumps in the woods. That's what we were doing. No questions. <laughs> Do you get any pictures? No, no service. You still take pictures. Didn't want to. Unpacking. There's only one sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even take anything. This. Why are you wearing a suit? It was suit? hot. Anyway, you know. <laughs> A lot of fun up there. We had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm dog tired, though. I'm going to sleep for the next three days. Because I have been your brother for 72 solid hours. Love three-day weekends. Anyway, welcome back to all you at President's Day Off. This is how it works. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was home. Oh, yeah. She worked and he was, oh, that makes sense because it was yeah. President's Day. So he must be like a, I see what's going on around here. Had the day off. And he Some was at get home. The complete day off. I noticed there was a couple places. Um, that were just open a half half day that were under sea, like a Mesa, the tennis courts oh. were only open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So they oh. still had to work. City it. stuff? I don't know yeah. how that works. Sure, that's what it was downstairs here yesterday, too. Oh, pff, those people half day here at all. Anyway, so that's how the day starts. So enjoy yourselves, everybody. And by the way, pop in the house a little early, you know? Check the ring cam. <laughs> If your brother's over, and that would be the thing. It's the perfect It's the perfect way to get away with that. Brother came over to the house. Nobody suspects a thing. He's Papa. Oh, my brother came over. I saw him on the ring doorbell. Oh, yeah. He came over. He just wanted to talk about some stuff. We have our one friend that uh, did that years ago. He had the Boned cameras. his brother? No, oh, he had man. cameras set up in oh, the house. Right. And his whole time, his gut's telling me something's going well, on It was here. outside. Those were outside. And, oh, they're cameras. outside. That's yeah. right. And she went. And Dummy went Everything outside that he thought. and made out with a guy while he was out on the road. And more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you'd assumed more anyway. But I did, he didn't see any videos of that. He just watched them fiddling around in the backyard. He goes, "It's by my backyard. It's the side yard." They went over there thinking that we got. Ca- she knows we got cameras on every corner of the house, and there she is, night vision. And this dude's hands slide down the back of her pants. I remember seeing the video and just be going, "Oh." So that's how I found out. It was like his seventh wife, too. It's crazy. He just needs to give up at this point. <laughs> wow. Anyway, well, evidently, if you have a gay brother, you can't. You can't tell. This guy says uh, that she's traumatized for life. Wait till her son starts getting older. 
Every time she loses sight of him, she's going to think he's around the corner blowing a cousin or something. <laughs> Where did Caden go? <laughs> oh, he's in the guest bedroom getting a rosebud from Mike from down the street. Ugh. She's got what's called gay PTSD. That's probably true. That's probably like a real thing. <laughs> she should have known. If a man comes home from camping smelling like fish, there was a woman there. If he comes home from being alone with a man, he's going to smell like the bait. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Can't two guys just go camping without it devolving into some wild anal sex? It, it, that used to be Camping used to be a thing. It was fun. My friend Stebbings and I used to go all the time up to Payson and... We never once even, like, dabbled with nudity. It wasn't even a thing. Like, we peed in separate, like, parts of the woods. We never went gay. It was gay to start with, two guys just living together in the woods. But for neither of you were, though. I That's know. That's the difference. But you can't and if ju- it happened, would you tell anybody? <laughs> no. Want to go camping? <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't? And I'd head up to the mountains. Yeah, that's not. Chuck Powell, the the... the Former radio guy here in town. We went to Sholo together once, not camping, but I had a place up there for a little while, and he wanted to go, and we went up there for the weekend, just the two of us. And I teased him a lot because he would get cold and, and pile under blankets. And I'm like, Jesus, you, this is so girly. <laughs> I'm cold. It's cold here. And then he just had these blankets, and he's just bundled up in a ball on the couch like a woman. And I'm like, oh. I'm sprawled out on the recliner like, I'm not doing that next to you. We didn't once dabble with gay. We had two bathrooms. So let's not disparage camping. Let's not make that. It is kind of a gay activity, but let's not make it the gayest thing in the world. Two dudes can still go camping. You shouldn't suspect them of homosexual activity. But if you have an inkling that your husband is camping with a gay guy, then you should have some red flags going up. I don't care if it's your brother. Although I will give her the fact that her she should have like thought to herself, "I can." One of the two of them is not going to do it. Like, I don't think my husband's gay, and he loves my my brother and him get along great, and he's gay. My brother wouldn't do this. Like I said, there had to have been some brown flags. <laughs> <laughs> See, so it's getting to be a little later than six, so they're not oh. as good. They're not as good. Let's <laughs> guys, we creep towards seven I'm o'clock. Waking up now. Uh, that horse has to stop. <laughs> Yeah, you're good. You're good until about six ten. Then yeah, don't don't shoot all your guns. <laughs> Keep a few for tomorrow. Her brother did, but yeah, no, he's firing them all. Five forty five to six ten. You can do all that crap. Six fourteen. We start that last yawn. All right, let's get the day started. We don't we don't need any of that nonsense. Yeah, it's bad. Don't wreck camping though. Oh, this guy says I can't even imagine camping anal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's camping anal's the worst. I was camping once, and I was, uh, I, I had something go wrong, and I had to poop in the woods. And I, that's when I learned that when you poop in the woods, you take your pants all the way off, or you poop in your pants. Well, no. You're sitting there in the squat, and I'm like, if I do what I'm supposed to do here, it's going right into these pants. And even if I, Which could, has happened. Oh, even if I'm leaning in a tree, like leaning back, I'm like, it could still kind of tumble over and hit. I don't want my pants. So I took my pants all the way off. And then uh, it was in Payson at, like, uh, the creek in uh, Houston Mesa Road back before it was kind of it's more developed now. There was less houses. And I just remember sitting there, and I heard something walk up behind me. And I'm like, oh, it's Mark messing around. This is awful. I got half a turd going. And I turn around, and this 
cow was like at five feet from my face, <laughs> just chewing. And I and I freaked out and got up and just naked ran across the woods. I still had my my Reebok pumps on. <laughs> I kept my kicks on because you never know when you're going to take it. But there I was, just pantsless in the Payson woods. Every time we went to, went out to the dunes to go go riding and stuff like this, guy would bring a, bring a camp chair, new camp chair every time because he would cut the hole out yep. and have his Put poop chair. Put a bucket chair. under it, yep. yeah. Have his poop chair that's, ready to go. That's smart. I learned right there that I just won't poop in the woods. Like I had some, I got a little bit sick from, I think we were undercooking just about everything. And I had a, I made a pile. Late night. I'm pretty sure the cow ate it. He was hanging around because it was like, I, it couldn't have been more than 10 minutes that I had eaten whatever came out of me. Very little digestive anything in there. That's, that's a tough one. One, two in the morning. Oh, I can't. I got to go. Pants were off. I don't have those moments. One, two in the morning. I'm, in camping, I've had it like once or twice. <laughs> in life, you've had it once or twice. You have it every yeah. night. You say you get up in the middle of the night to poop a lot. That's not normal. But you can go ahead and do it. But if, that's why I wouldn't camp. If I had to poop every night and couldn't control it at home, I'm not taking that to the woods. Let alone walking back to camp going, all right, baby, I'm ready. Sex and camping? That's gross. <laughs> I don't even, like, I'm so against, like, I watch, like, porns and stuff when they're hiking or working out, and I'm like, ugh, no. If he takes off those Lululemons after she just got done on the treadmill, I can't imagine how bad that room smells. No, get her in a shower. And camping? Ugh. Clear your sinuses. I had a friend of mine tell me his wife got constipated camping, and he had to. She got real oh, sick. Remember I that? Know that story. Remember that story? Why? Because why not? It's camping. Anyway, what she doing? was so constipated, she started like he was worried. Had to chip away at the so, chocolate yeah, so glacier. She pulled her pants down and said, "Help me!" And this thing was crowning. And he took one of their spoons and started had to, to break what? It. Had to break it <laughs> he up. Said it was like a baby's. Head. I'd, I'd leave her out there. I would never look at her again. Yeah. I can't. No. I, you're dying that day. Call your brother. He's used to that. So it was like a softball. And I just had to, like, it was just killing her. Ah! Like, what the? Like your videos we've seen the last yeah. two days. Oh, yes. What was crowning exactly. out of that? Yes. This, I'm surprised if he videotaped it, Brett would have it. Oh, yeah. But yeah Could have been to, her in that last He had video. to take one of their spoons oh. and start to kind of bang out at it so it would come out the pipe. Yeah. Anywho, stop camping. Maybe we should just ban camping. It all sounds bad. And golf. Brady golfs all the time. It'd make you gay. Every time. I've golfed with Brady, just the two of us, countless amounts of times. And we golf every time. We golf hard. <laughs> we golf hard. <laughs> I am, I will golf the sh- out of you. You want to go? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll bring my sticks, and I'm going to... F- Let's balls go, up. bro. I'm going to mash your little white balls. <laughs> so anyway, so thanks for the email, MT. Uh, if you're, a, again, once again, if you're a man who got uh, discovered yesterday in your kitchen and you were deep inside your brother-in-law, odds are we're talking about you. Probably not five or six people to choose from. You're the, and by the way, congratulations. You're kind of the Michael Jordan of this situation. You're the only guy in Phoenix dealing with us today. Of all the times you think to yourself, well, this is everybody's problem. This particular issue in a city of 5 million people, you are the only one who feels what's going on, right? You're the only one dealing with this. Everybody else can relate to something like, oh, that happened. You're the only one. If you're alone. You are alone right now. 
But thanks for listening, and thanks evidently the email says you're a big fan. So <laughs> try to get your new boyfriend involved. <laughs> Unbelievable. I want to know who else she emailed. I'll go back and check. I think I'm the only one on that list because that was very specific to us. Uh, it's 620. I, I would say that could be because she knows that there's a chance that he hears it. It's not like Oh, that's why she else. did it. Yeah. yeah. She she went to her favorite. That's why I'm wondering what else does he like that she went and stomped on? Because this is her just spitting on all of his yeah. stuff. Like, so did he, you know, was he a big fan of Ian Schwartz? Good chance. Uh, did she email him? Yeah, did the manager at Bass Pro Shop get a letter? <laughs> right. You know, outdoor yeah, activities. The tent guy, the tent salesman probably got a little extra. <laughs> anyway, what are you going to do? Well, good luck to everybody out there. Hopefully, you know what you should do today is just look at whoever you're with and go, thanks for not being that guy. Just that's, that's <laughs> you know, no matter how bad your problems are in life and whatever, at least you're not that guy. So when Megan come you come home today, Megan's gonna jump in your arms. And go thanks for not well, thanks having for poop the, leaner. <laughs> thanks for not, thanks for not but my family. I'm like you're welcome. It's the least I could do. <laughs> and by the way, thanks for you not getting uh, but by anyone in my family. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's just nice of you. And you should do it, Matthias. Today, just go. You know, I don't have any brothers or anything, but I really, I appreciate you not uh, tearing through my dad on a camping trip. <laughs> Blech. Blech. I mean, imagine coming home and there's Ronnie and your sister Amy just Cesar, just bad. <laughs> it would instead you're ruined for like a thousand different reasons. It's crazy. Anyway, let's get a wake up song. Five eight five nine eight hundred. But thanks for writing the show for us. Couldn't be better. What if the brother in law was married too? Eh, that wasn't double included. down. Man. Well, she said well, he was, gay, he yeah. was an outward gay. But yeah, he could be no, married to another true, guy. Yeah. That's true, too. And then, you know what that would mean? Uh, they've all done it. Yeah, that's just been a triad. Yeah, that's just uh Come on, ride that train and ride it. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Just pounding each other, walking around like the human centipede. <sighs> the I'm world. awake now. The world. Yes. Uh, 585-9800. That's the phone number. You give us a wake-up song. And we'll scream it together. And you know what? Your day can't be worse than that guy. So at least you're starting off that way. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98 All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Thank you, Mike and the Molotovs. It is officially time to start the show. And I think we started with a a nice little monologue there about that lady. And then I got an email that says, hey, Holmberg, when it comes to gay camping, there's a big detail you're missing here on why you and Mark never had gay moments. It's because you're both ugly as... Ugly dudes don't have a moment unless they're already raging F-words, homo F-words. Mm. Be glad you aren't attractive, John. You'd have been Mark's bottom. Now, hold on a second here. <laughs> First and foremost, 
Mark's a very handsome man. That's ridiculous. Now, you know, I won't. I won't have you talking about my friend that way. There's a good chance he wasn't attracted to me as a homosexual. We've talked about this. If I was going to be gay with anybody, it would probably be him. He's got a good job, good money. Combine our our incomes. We're about the same size. Our shopping gets easier. We can share clothes. Seems great. He's gentle. He's got a little too much hair for me. I find that disgusting. And uh, I've been near his bathroom when he's finished up, and I don't want anything to do with that area of his body. <laughs> but do take it back. Now, I'll take all the ugly rap in the world. Nobody thinks uh, that I'm uglier than I think I am ugly. Uh, Mark is a handsome young man. You leave him be. Uh, onward and upward, I say, from all this gay camping talk. See the Diamondbacks yesterday? What did we say back in, uh, it was uh, end of September, October. Count on this little playoff run coming back to haunt you, Phoenix. Count on the Diamondbacks, uh, I, I'll say it flat out, terrible owners to take the one good thing they've done in a decade and turn it on us to say, well, now you better buy us a stadium. We're moving. Careful, that's your team you're talking about now. I know, and I'm pissed off already. This is why the Cubs made me mad. Owners pissed me off. Ken Kendrick, you know, the first couple days of spring training, the, the pitchers and catchers report, you got a few guys hanging around, and they're going to watch the owner, Ken Kendrick, go out and go, well, and we want to stay in Phoenix, but if, uh, if you want to keep us in the ballpark downtown, we're going to have to explore other options. All right, get the... Out then, bye. No more being, I'll be the first person in the media to not act like this is sad and we need to do something. No businesses ever ask for the public's help in building their offices. It doesn't make sense. We'll put the rising in there in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. We'll move, we'll move something into that pile. I'm going to take the roof off that thing. It's going to kill people. But still, I, I, I love sports. I love it with all my heart and soul. I love sports. It's probably. Uh, but be, be, just, dogs and sports, that's the two things that I'm like, yeah, it's, that's it, man. That's my thing. Outside of my life, that's it. But uh, one thing I'm willing to pay for, the other thing I already pay for, I buy your jerseys, I buy your hats, you make me buy tickets, I buy $30 beers, I do that. I don't have to buy your house, too. You guys make that work on your own. And if you can't figure it out with sweetheart deals with city councils and things like that, where it's not tax money or anything else, and then don't start saying, well, it's not tax money. Then it doesn't need to be a public problem. Figure it out on your own, Ken Kendrick and the the group over there at the Diamondbacks. Don't even mutter the words, well, we might leave. I didn't even see that. Wow. Try well, that it's, with a relationship. Know, Try that with any The last two years, and again, timing's always horrible. Well, you know, they were talking about, they were Going back to the city, they almost took it to court, saying, you know, the lease deal, they got to do the repairs here. What was it? They won out of that stadium. It's too big. It needs massive amounts of work because 25 years of that thing, of moving that cement around, is eventually going to start crumbling. They knew that when they built it, and granted, Ken Kendrick and the team didn't have anything to do with building it, but you bought it. You know, it's like Doug Hopkins. You bought that thing as is. You don't want to make repairs to it. It's not anybody else's fault but your own. But yeah, managing partner Ken Kendrick expressed disappointment in his organization's inability to secure public funding to renovate Chase Field, suggesting despite a desire to remain here, the club could eventually look to move elsewhere if the agreement can't be reached. All right, bye. Well, let's, let's cut out the, uh, the whole middle chat and start looking to go somewhere else. How much are you putting up 
Where do you want it? What's your plan? No, we don't have a plan. We want somebody to come to us and pay for everything. Yeah, we all want that. I would love that. I would love for somebody to go, John loved the show for a long time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I like it here. I might take the show somewhere else. Nobody ever goes, well, give Holmberg tons of money so he stays. I better go somewhere else or shut the f- up. I'm tired of sports holding us hostage. They've already got our loyalty in the palm of their hands. And now they're using it against us. You can't do that in any other world. Now, I get it. Businesses get special deals for their buildings and cities do this and cut tax breaks and things like that. Make a deal. But don't start putting it on us. We're the ones paying for everything. And if you can't make enough off that, if those $30 beers aren't going into the coffers or anything like that, you're running a bad business. I think the Cardinals kind of, uh, you know, did a similar thing. And then they're like, well, we're not going to go anywhere. Cardinals knew because they already ponied pulled up their that. money. They already pulled that. And then they tried it again right after the Rams had been yeah. through this thing. And the Ram- St. Louis is the first city that said, okay, bye. And they did not care that the Rams left. None of them. They, they were fine with it. The, the city of St. Louis basically said, you're not holding us hostage. Peace out. And here's the other thing. After last year, uh, we've got all the leverage as a city. If you want to wander off, okay. You think Major League Baseball is going to let the fifth largest market go baseball free for a while? No. They're going to pile somebody into that dump stadium for a couple of years and then get something built on somebody else's dime. Matt Ishbia would kill for that kind of stuff. He was just on Pat McAfee's show and he, you know, kind of revealed he's worth $8.1 billion. He can put something together for you and he can make it happen. I'm not saying that he's interested. I'm saying there are people out there that can do this. Uh, Major League Baseball is not going to let Phoenix go without a team very long. So, bye. I don't want the Diamondbacks to leave it, but this is the crap they pulled by. Suns, too. Suns pulled it with Sarver a couple years ago. Remember that? Yeah. Fix that up. And then he had to do that video going, I didn't mean it. Because he didn't realize how fast the city would go, get out. We use that area for stuff. We'll, we'll get another team. And we, took it out on his staff. Yeah. yeah he, he pantsed his staff <laughs> that night. And we kind of read the room with Sarver like, you're a piece of garbage. If you're going to, you're an outsider. We don't want you here. So if you're going to take our team somewhere else, we'll get a new Phoenix Suns. A better one. And Colangelo will be involved again. Because you know he's not letting that happen while he's still alive. He'll get he'll get things done. And, and things will stuff. happen, yeah. I saw that yesterday. I saw it in the news this morning. And I'm like, these the ball's on these guys. They, one run. You know what they remind me of? KDKB. <laughs> they have one moment. They start swinging their dicks around the hallways, knock everything over, and then uh, the next moment is back down to where they belong. And it's like, who's going to clean up the mess you guys wandered through, smashing everything, talking about how great you were? Well, we had a good ratings period. Right. One. Do that for 20 years. And then you can start smashing stuff with your dick. But in the meantime, put that thing away. <laughs> and for them, the best time to release that news is right now. Because you're just they starting think. to spring training. They, well, yeah, because right. no, baseball's the talk exactly. of the town. And yep. spring training, and just kind of, you just floated Let's it. just throw that out and there. Just, it was a little float. It wasn't a big deal. And, and it's easy if, you know, he were to come back and go, well, you know, I just brought it up. It's not that we're serious. You brought it up for a reason. You yep. planted the seed. Now it's up to other. It's up to us to water it as a, as citizens, or it's up to us. To, I you know, I hate to say this because I really think it's neat to have them here, but I've done very little to support properly the Phoenix Coyotes. Somebody's got to put a bullet in this thing. This is this is a this is a pup that needs to be euthanized. It is a sick animal, and I feel terrible saying that because I really like the Coyotes being here. But if the city keeps saying no 
over and over and over, and you can't get anybody on your side, go. There's got to be a hockey rescue somewhere. There has to be. There's a lost our home for hockey. They need a forever home, and I don't think it's here. There's there, currently it's the equivalent of a really pretty dog tied to a tree outside of a house in Maryvale. It's just like, oh, we got to do something about this. Build it a house, but nobody wants to. Because every time they try to be nice to that dog, it bites. The city that finally adopts it, we're like, man, someone lost this dog. There's no... Right. It's like this, Bus. My yeah, dog Bus. Exactly. Like, this dog's precious. How in the world was he astray? Yeah, it's, the Diamondbacks are, are definitely... And they need a new stadium. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. That stadium is uh, done. It's old and it's... it's you, know, you can't move that much weight around... They won't even open the roof anymore when people are in it because they know it could potentially be a problem. So you don't mess around with it that way. That used to be a feature. You'd stay after the game to watch the roof open up. Yeah. Neat. Now it's like, man, we better not do that. It's going to collapse. So, yeah, the stadium is in in need of being replaced. But in the meantime, it works. So you come up with money. Nothing else works this way. No other industry that I know of outside of sweet breaks, not people paying for it. And I guess that is kind of a tax break in itself. But nobody else just begs the citizens, eh, we'll come to your town if you pay for it. What kind of date is this? Don't hold us hostage. And I know there'll be people out there going, we got to help. We gotta no, you don't. No, we don't. And then don't throw that argument. We give Ukraine so much stuff. <laughs> we don't even know where our taxes go. You're right. But we do know when they beg for it, we can say no. And that's the one thing. I think we should always vote down public funding for stadiums. Always, especially because right after they get it, they go to another company to get $180 million in naming rights. And that never goes back to the city. They always say, oh, we provide jobs. And yeah, you do. And then you get, you also make a, an absolute ton of money on our backs. If that's the case, let me put this offer out there. Everybody with an Arizona driver's license can get a ticket for $10. That's it. Because if I paid taxes for your stupid house, I get to go in it every once in a while for nothing. Or every fifth game's free. You'd think it'd be, I know the math, but as far as working out, that what if you would price it at that level? It's like every game's going to be a sellout if it's priced at 10 well, they or 15 that. bucks. That's not true because the entire upper deck's a dollar. So Not the entire. Well, it was a good, it used to be massive. It was only like two hundred seats at one time. That was the design, Diamondbacks. That was designed to bring the yeah. average ticket price they, down. They still have. I think I'm it's sure the second or third lowest. Yeah. They still have those cruddy dollar seats, but they, they they it's not that bad in the upper deck. But I'm saying it's too far know, away. When you get to the lower and middle, you know, if you price it accordingly, right. That you'd rather have the place sold out. Sure, but here's yeah. the thing, especially with baseball. If you're not putting a product out there that's dominating, you're not selling anything. Nobody's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in baseball games in any cities outside of Chicago, occasionally New York. Boston has it. But because the stadiums worse? sell it. Going What's there, that? it doesn't matter how. It, premium that, and then. But that's just, the, that's, you're talking about your feelings. They don't care. As long, as, as, long as their weekend numbers are good, they don't care how you feel in the ballpark, whether it's full or not. They, they just care about Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's it. Those are the days that baseball says this is our this is big. The other days are filler. You get you know fifteen thousand tops at a Pirates and Diamondbacks Tuesday game. They don't care. 
Those games are just gravy. That's just extra money. So long as you're doing I'm well. Saying, what, why don't you price those accordingly? Well, if you could price the weekends accordingly and you still have a cruddy team, it doesn't matter. The Diamondbacks were decent last year and couldn't get anybody to show up to that ballpark. Until what? They oh made my the God, playoffs. They're starting to show up. They, they had a terrible end of the year. They, they, they bounced in backwards and ended up in the World Series. But the city will support them. They just want it to be good. It's a lot to ask somebody to go to 81 games. That's a lot of your time. And, you know, it's not priced terribly. It's not, but move them. If you're going to start barking that we're not paying enough, yeah, that's enough. That's like a wife that says, I know the house and all my clothes and you buy me jewels and I'm fed. And, you know, I blow you every once in a while, like once every, I don't know, what's it been, 21 years? <laughs> uh, but I need more. And you'd be like, I'm done with this, bitch. This is, we're done here. I, I'm not listening to this. I give you everything and now you're telling me you need more? No, it's not happening. Go find that with some other sucker. Because in any other relationship, it's called being a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> this guy says, uh, Brady is right, though. If the Diamondbacks leave, the Rising could move into that. An automatic clincher for the Rising to make the jump from the USL to the MLS. All right, great. Whoop, Yay. Whoop-de-doo. Make Phoenix gayer. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like being held U of A on. and ASU could alternate and have occasional home games in there, trade off because they have so many, sure. so much real estate down there. We'd to begin find with. ways to use it. We'd turn it into something. Man, make it the homeless zone. One of those deals. So you don't have anybody complaining about that. Just stuff them inside. Give them some gloves. <laughs> Man, play ball, guys. Uh, this one says Fenway, Dodger Stadium, Wrigley Field, much older, and amazing to see games at. Yeah, they want renovations to the stadium, but if you get one engineer at that stadium and you say, oh, your renovations include fixing this roof, it's all attached. To take the roof off means years of work. Like, we'd have to rebuild half of this thing just because the roof is the structure. You can't just tear the roof off of that thing and not wreck half of it going out. So it's pointless to try to renovate Can't you just put a giant canopy over the whole thing? (laughs) Right, right. You could. But you would have to tear out most of the upper deck that's tied to that to roof. A strong base. It's, too, it's going to cost you millions and millions and millions of dumb dollars. You just build a new one. But they want it from us. Screw you guys. Let me be the first in media to go, geez, this isn't right. I love baseball. I absolutely love it. But don't do that. Don't hold cities hostage. I, I still tip my cap to St. Louis, a city I absolutely hate. When the Rams threatened them. And Stan Kroenke was buying land in L.A. And they're like, we know what you're doing. Get out. Didn't even vote it. They told him, you've got a stadium here. It's the Jones Dome. You're good. Edward R. Jones is just fine. Oh, we want a better one. All right. Well, that's not here. It's not happening. So, see ya. And then they reminded them, we're a baseball town, by the way. So, you hold no leverage here. And then off the rim slunk. Uh, St. Louis has done that twice. Look when Bill Bidwell started his garbage, well, if I don't get a new stadium, it's like, hey, no, not on your terms, a-hole. And they bailed out to Phoenix. And what did they do? They built their own stadium for the Rams. We'll get somebody good in there. San wow. Diego. Was this real? Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, Toledo just printed out the top naming rights deals. This is from 2018. A Scotia Bank arena. That's an arena. $639 million for the naming rights from 2017 to 2038. But they get it up front. They get money every year. Go, here you go. Name's on it. 
MetLife Stadium is six hundred twenty-five million. Chase Center, I don't know where that is, four hundred million. Man, oh man! And SoFi was six hundred and thirty million to call that stadium SoFi. That's incredible. The University of Phoenix Stadium, before it was a State Farm Stadium, they were only getting one hundred and fifty-five million for the naming rights. But how long did that last? Five, six years, seven? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe even longer. longer. Yeah, not much longer, but. How about that? They had to restructure. They just got a new group. State Farm will throw it out there. And that's the other thing is that we realize that insurance companies kind of have us by the balls, too, because they've named themselves on every stadium ever. Sky Rizzy Stadium. They spend a lot of money. Yeah. Get one of them drug companies in there. Anyway, just got up on a soapbox about that because when I see the Diamondbacks float in these little moments and they're, you know, they're kind of casually tossing it out there. You know, we had a big year last year, went to the World Series. Wasn't that fun? Did you have fun doing that? That was fun. We had fun. We're going to move if you don't pay for something new. It's like, wait a second. want to see it again? That is. It's the exact same thing as a wife. Every time she blows you, she expects a, a ring. And it's like, wait a second. It's part of your duties as a wife, isn't it? Yeah, but if I do it. Now they're now they hold sex hostage. And it's this whole negotiation thing. No, no, you don't negotiate with terrorists. You want a new stadium? There's plenty of nice places in America for you to go. I guarantee you, Major League Baseball says Phoenix can't go without a stadium and a team. We'll help. And they'll bring in good owners that'll pay for it themselves. Stand strong, Phoenix. Stand strong, Maricopa County. You have to pay for these people. Make it a good deal for us. That's all I ask. That's it. Let's make it so I can go home and not have to worry about that kind of crap. We all talk about taxes are so high. The rich don't pay taxes. Blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around and go, but I have to have that stadium. You're an idiot. Everybody acts like they know what's happening to their money with taxes in the first place. When they out, out and out blatantly tell you, here's what it's going towards, and it's something stupid, don't. I will say this. If I'm not allowed to just be unbothered by something, I would spend almost all of my life watching Smithsonian Channel's air disasters. <laughs> I am so addicted to this show. And I know it's been around for a while. a couple of times. Oh, yeah. my God. Yesterday, I've never heard of this. I actually almost went to the laptop and started to pound out a movie. Do you know about FedEx Flight 705 in 1994? Somewhere Tom around. Hanks on that flight? No. Okay. So when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this is kind of maybe what yeah. they based Castaway off of. Never forget that flight. Nope. My sham wow was on that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Flight 705 makes it. It doesn't disaster. Oh. Unless you're uh, one of the crew. This is the greatest story ever told in the air of all time about heroes and the suspense in this. It's unreal. It makes it. It's unreal. So it was 1994. Uh, it's a Memphis, Tennessee is the headquarters of FedEx. If you know the story, you're you're sitting there rubbing your hands together. I, how is this not a movie? Why do we have to sit through all these Marvel movies when this was a real thing? Captain Phillips has nothing on this. Captain Phillips was like a good harrowing, like oh my god. So these three dudes get on their FedEx plane and it's carrying electronics, almost all electronics from Memphis, the headquarters of FedEx, to San Jose. And three guys get on. One of their other FedEx employees is like, can I deadhead over there? I got to get over to San Jose. I want to do this. Like, sure. He's got his guitar case. Kind of like, he's an engineer. He's brilliant. He's one of their best pilots. He's like, this dude had the future ahead of him. 
and uh, not that it matters, but his uh, he's a uh, um, he's the, a black guy named uh, he had a great name too. Where is it? Auburn R. Callaway. Like that's the dude who's going to end up on the Supreme Court or something. That's a good name. So Auburn R. Callaway sits in the deadhead seats, and the flight takes off. FedEx, big old DC nine. Off we go. Auburn cracks open his guitar case, and he's brought on a bunch of carpenters' mallets and hammers. <laughs> Walks into the cockpit, whap, whap, just starts hitting the, the navigator, the, uh, the co-pilot, the pilot, starts knocking them around. Their heads crack open. They start bleeding. They're still flying the plane. One guy's kind of out. He's coming back. He's out. And there's Auburn Calloway just looking at him like, all right, they're not dead yet. Goes back to his guitar case and grabs a harpoon. A harpoon. Start, yeah, he brought a harpoon because he want. He, here's the reason why: uh, the harpoon he could pull out of him if he shot it because it's a spear, spear gun. Yeah. So he's got the spear gun. So it's a spear gun, not a spear a, gun, okay. but it's got that big old harpoon thing at the end of it. It's a, it's a big hooked, super like fish harpoon. You yeah, know, so it hooks the onto the body. Then you- I, I don't know what it's if he can pull it out. So it'd be consistent with injuries of a of a plane crash. Same with their heads. He's whacking them with these mallets because if the plane crashed, which is his intention, the, the, you know nobody's going to investigate. Oh, it looks like blunt force trauma got him. It's just going to be blown up by the plane crash. It would make sense to go, oh, their heads are cracked and whatever. They would have never suspected that the dude just started to bounce them. What they didn't see him do right before the plane went off is stand up and turn everything off as far as communications. You can talk to the tower, but that's it. Nothing's getting recorded. Bonk, bonk, bonk. These dudes stay awake. And start fighting him with cracked skulls. One dude oh. had like a massive like left side of his body stopped working. He's just throwing rights, holding the the a spear in the end of the gun while he's trying to pull the trigger. And he's and it's just like he's hanging on to it. They fight this dude for forty five minutes with head trump. Pilot goes up. Oh, he he goes out. So another dude has to get up. And realize oh geez they're barrel rolling the FedEx to throw him around. So if you're in Memphis and you're just sitting in your backyard having a nice little Memphis barbecue and a FedEx plane's going over, it's barrel rolling. It's an air show. They're taking it all the <laughs> way to the edge and then rolling it back because you can't go all the way over because it'll just uh, there's two. And then they and then the pilot's like, "We got to land this thing." We they had Auburn Callaway subdued for a little bit, and then he starts coming to. They can't get a hammer. They can't let go of the gun. This dude's strong as an ox. He's taking on two beat up pilots. The pilot's the only one that can land it. And then uh, so they're like. I can. They have them subdued. And they're like, "We got to land this thing." I'm like, "You can't land that giant plane. It's full of fuel. The tires will explode." It's not. A, I didn't even think of that. Planes that are that big, that full of fuel, can't just turn around and land again. They got to dump all the fuel. Well, in order for that to happen, the pilot has to get up and go hit a button on the other thing. Well, he can't let go of the controls. For some reason, he can't autopilot back in because it's flying at like 300 feet. <laughs> so he's got to just hang on to this bird for a little while. 20,000 gallons of fuel is sitting in there, and we're going to try to land it anyway. Dude wakes up, whap, whap, starts hitting with hammers again. <laughs> it's the crazy. They land the goddamn plane. Reason Take it some more hits? reason the dude went nuts was he'd lied to FedEx about his hours and his training, and they had just found out. So he was about to have a meeting with the Federal Express bigwigs, and he pretty sure they were going to let him go. He did a $2.5 million policy, insurance policy, because his family, he was like, wanted to make sure things were not going well in his life. One thing after another was kind of caving in. So for, uh, I think it was $2.3 million. I think his wife was leaving him and all this stuff. Uh, he had an insurance policy. He was going to throw that out there. So his plan was knock these dudes out with these mallets. 
It looks like injuries, and I'm just going to blow this thing right into the Federal Express planes that are in the runway back in Memphis. He was just going to run it right back into either their headquarters or right back into wherever all the FedEx planes were in the Memphis airport. And these dudes beat the living out of him for like an hour trying to keep this thing in the air. And the pilot was smart enough. He was a Navy pilot, smart enough to like start, like look back and see that he was getting the upper hand. And then he'd lift the plane up to throw the guy backwards. Like he'd look back to see where Aubrey Calloway was and go, oh, he's to the right throw the plane to the left and toss him into the wall so the other guys had some advantages because one dude didn't have an arm. His arm was complete. And then the other guy's brain was so screwed up, he wasn't sure if his hands were working. And he was the one holding the spear. Oh. And he's like, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I've got this. I can't feel anything in my hands. And the other guy's one arm and, like, punching, and they didn't have any strength left at all. This brother was beating the crap out of two dudes. And then the one guy gets up and tells the pilot, I, I can't do it anymore. He takes over. And then the pilot, who's kind of in and out, but he's been doing the barrel rolls, he goes and lays on Aubrey. And Aubrey's like, my opportunity to knock this guy around a little bit more. Hammers him in the head again. It was, it couldn't, the best story I've ever seen in my life. And they all survived? Everybody made it. Even Aubrey? Aubrey's in jail. Oh, man. I don't know if he's still alive, but he's in jail. The the greatest story I've never heard. Yeah, well, they've got big dents in their heads. They're, They're noticeable dents. And then, uh, oh, and then Aubrey got hold of one of the guy's heads and started to plunge his thumbs into his eyes. He's trying to pry his eyes out. Blade Runner, man. It's the greatest story no one's ever heard. Aubrey Calloway. Aubrey. How in the world is this not? And I'll tell you exactly why. Two months later, OJ killed Nicole Simpson. Buried. (laughs) It disappeared. It's the greatest story ever. When I saw the date, I'm like, well, OJ this up. We should all know these guys' names. They're never allowed to fly again because they've got brain trauma. Uh, they're all susceptible to seizures, and one dude's arms don't work right. The other I'm sure they got paid. Though, oh, so I'm sure they're, they're fine. Yeah, I'm but sure they got man. paid. That dude is in uh, jail with like two life sentences, and uh, it was crazy. They're wheeling him out, and he's smiling. The, the reenactment on uh, air disasters is great. I'm addicted to air disasters. Yeah. I, I watched four episodes just off and on the last couple of days. Every one of them better than the last. They had a whole series of, like, planes that were hijacked. There he is, Aubrey R. Calloway. Looks like... Um, Auburn, but they call him Aubrey? It's, I don't know, maybe it is Auburn. Maybe the article's wrong. But it was, oh, you yeah, said, look at the pilots. Yeah, you know, the pilots. Got, oh, and they were covered in blood. Their eyes were full of blood. They could barely see. If you ever have blood in your eyes, you know that isn't an easy washout. Was this it, what you it, watched, uh, Death Battle? or No, I watched, uh, it's on Air Disasters. Oh, okay. It's, scroll down a little bit. And you'll, <laughs> it looks like Vince Vaughn. That's right there. Those are the actors. It was awesome. Awesome story. But OJ ruined it. We should be hearing about these guys all the time. There was another one where these dudes got hijacked on this uh, uh, Bulgarian plane by some dudes, and they wanted to fly to Vienna, and the pilot's like, hey, dude, we don't have enough fuel for Vienna. He goes, no, you've got plenty. Take me to Vienna. He's like, all right. So he took him somewhere else and had the whole city called ahead to the city. He's like, hey, they'll know we're not going to Vienna, but you guys need to turn all the lights off on the city. And the city shut their lights off. A Sounds whole, like airplane. Yeah, where they he did, did Johnny exactly. unplugs the <laughs> extension cord. They turned them all off. And they're like, all right. And then, and then they're like, we're not really in Vienna, the hijackers. Like, I know there's no way we're in Vienna. He's like, yeah. And he goes, I want some Austrians in here to talk to me right now. So they got two people who speak German at wherever they landed to pop onto the plane. And the dude's like, who are you fooling? And he took his hat off and it had some Russian writing in it. And they're like, we're not there. And then dudes just stormed in and just 
just started to pop, dude. Jeez. It's the best. All right, what stations is on be- again? Oh, Smithsonian Channel. Okay, I Something I would have dodged like the Air play. disasters. Air right, disasters. The best show ever. And it's been around forever, and I've always dodged it. The reason I watch it is because my friend who was in a plane crash in it's Detroit. It's been on 24 seasons I know. or something. Wow. And I've caught it, but my I've friend. I've caught the Concord one. There's a couple. Oh, that yeah. was yeah, that was on my birthday. The uh, That was in, uh, going to France from New Should York. Should be flying again. That thing was awesome. It was too expensive. But, yeah, my, my friend Billy Trappin was on a Northwest Airlines plane that got hit by another plane on the runway and took half of them out. He lived. But half the people didn't. Like, the wing just went <laughs> over. The, the pilots were sitting on a landing runway thinking they were on a go runway in a foggy, uh, snowy night. And another plane landed on them and tore the whole top off. And Billy just was lucky, lucky. not to be one of them. Uh, so I watched that, and that got me on Air Disasters, which has been around forever. But, man, oh, man, this this FedEx thing. How do we not know about this? And then I saw the date, and I'm like, oh, it's, God damn it, it's OJ's fault. Oh, you can watch them all online, too, on the SmithsonianChannel.com. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to watch that today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a, yeah. And it's, you'll be on the edge of your seat. Get a pop popcorn. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and then you realize you're just watching <laughs> one, the Egyptian Air one where they get hijacked. That's the one where everybody's seen the video of that plane landing in the ocean by that uh, resort. That it's a, it's an Ethiopian Air. And uh, and these guys comes in wobbling. No, no, they hijacked it and they just wanted it to crash. But uh, the pilots like, screw you! I'm going to try water landing. They're out of gas. Just the plane's just falling out of the sky. And like 50 of the 175 people lived because he remembered in a chart that he'd seen that there's a resort island just off the coast that would make it so these guys think they're flying over the ocean, but he knows he's close enough. And they get real close to that right before he crashes. The the videos, it's amazing. And the pilot lived. And he's telling the story. Oh, pop some popcorn, make some cookies. I'm on it tonight. Plop down and air disaster yourself into tomorrow. And then I realize there's something wrong with me because some of them are not good. Like planes that just 274 souls aboard passed. And I'm like, oh, like, this isn't entertainment. This is bad. I shouldn't be watching this. That flight no hair. Oh, it's the best show ever. Get all over air disasters. And I know I'm, I'm late to the party, but who in their right mind as an adult watches the smithsonian channel that's like a curse nobody that's the worst day in school and you know we're going to the smithsonian like ah not the real definitely one. an age thing oh yeah like yeah history oh yeah stuff oh, yeah. like i'm still averse to the word smithsonian it's yeah. like ugh, a learning a learning derby no thanks yeah there's plenty of people who are in on this with me and then the one guy that just decided to lock the cockpit and take his plane into the ground in the ocean, he did a full nose dive, and you know he did. And this is actually really thoughtful because he was suicidal and things weren't going right. He turned, he put his oxygen mask on and told the co-pilot, which I didn't know this. Co-pilots, pilots can tell a co-pilot, "Go get me some coffee, bitch," and they have to do it. Co-pilot can't tell a pilot to do anything. And the pilot looks at him like, "No." So the co-pilot has to do it. So he's like, "Hey, get out of here, get me a coffee." And he gets up and he goes to the stewardess to get a coffee. I know you're not supposed to call him that, but that's what they are. And then uh, he locks the door. And this was before 9-11. And he said, uh, and the one guy said, the NTSB guy said, well, one thing about planes that are good is we've got the locks on the doors now. So the bad thing is, if bad guys get in there, you can lock it from the inside, nobody's getting in. So if good guys get in there, they can lock it from the inside, nobody's getting in. He said, but it just depends on the intention of the dude in the cockpit. So the pilot's like, screw this, locks the door, gets his gas mask on, flips the switch to take out all the air in the thing knocks everybody cold so they all went to sleep and then he's like we're going in the ocean face first and nose died i mean straight in 
Anyone survive? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, they were sleeping. <laughs> they just woke up. I was like, wow. Here's another thing I learned from air disasters. If you are going to land in the water, don't inflate your thing around your neck, the little inflatable uh, life preserver, Yeah. until you're out of the plane. It kills you. It'll strangle you? So the pilot you? gets on and goes, do not inflate. And, and all these hearing us, pop, 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 pop. Everybody's putting their things on. No, it won't strangle you. But when you hit the water, the plane fills with water. It just pushes you to the top. You, and, and a lot of times, you can't. It'll, it'll pull you so hard up, you can't reach down and undo your seatbelt. Oh. So most of the time, they said anybody who was, they found all these people, inflated bags, just drown in their seats. Bobbers. Yeah, because they don't. So the people who didn't do it almost all got out. That's nuts. Air disasters. What an entertaining show. It's better than Friends. You'll laugh. You'll cry. Combo them. Best. The, oh, my God. If you, could get, if you could get Joey and, oh, my God. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow pops in a couple episodes. I mean, I'd leave her ass on the plane. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I'm addicted. Completely addicted to air disasters. Completely addicted. And I'm shocked. 24 seasons. That's how many there have been that they've got, what, 14 episodes a year. They, they just, it's thousands of plane crashes. Oh, the, the, the plane races in Reno. We're going to try to get these birds up to 600 miles an hour. So, one dude. Yeah, that's the dude barrel rolling the plane. I can pull through completely oh. in the vertical. And if you but look close, that dude, point, the whole uh, side of his head know, is mashed if, out. If I'd rolled the airplane over on its back, I wouldn't really be able to see what oh. I was doing. This is not a bubble canopy that you have over the top. You're actually looking out. It's got expansive windows, but nonetheless, you roll this airplane over on its back, uh, you can't really see that much of what you're doing. So I rolled it to about 140 degrees where I can still see out over the side <laughs> as the airplane's uh, nose DC is starting to come through. It's all Tucker the reenactments. The quarter million kilograms. Oh, it's so good. I want to go home and watch when it. When we went to oh, uh, look at that, uh, look at that, San Francisco, oh, and then and then he had to try to spin it around to get it back to back to front, and goes into a nosedive for this a little while. Guy's doing like Blue Angels yeah. moves oh. with that thing. There's and, and meanwhile, the spear gun. Meanwhile, Callaway keeps whacking him with a hammer. Callaway, he looked like Malik uh, Bridges, or not Malik Bridges, it's Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Tucker decides to pull back on the yoke and put the plane into a steep dive. Oh, it's the oh. best show ever. Right, that should, how is that not a movie? How is FedEx 705 not a movie? When we were in oh, uh, San Francisco so in the fall uh, during that, uh, what do they call that, the, the Navy, uh, the flight week? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. United yeah. brings a plane over the golden gate and it does that and it shows you what you don't know about these planes is they can do oh yeah and and you're looking right at it they're not supposed to go all the way upside no but they can go but it went like three quarters over it was unbelievable that one reno air show though the dude goes 500 and something 600 miles an hour in this little super they're they're doing the races the oval and the crowd the crowd's looking up and this thing kind of loses control and something going 600 miles an hour that's coming at you you're like oh well that's gonna hit us like you're not getting out of the way and it just goes right into the crowd this morning, Crazy. I heard on the uh, oh, what a show! Heard planes because of the uh, atmospheric river and the tailwinds that they're getting. Yeah, they have a uh, couple of uh, planes have gone over eight hundred miles an hour because of the. It depends. Like they talk about this they, one. They're saying this week the FedEx plane wasn't supposed to go faster than six, and he said, "I'm making this thing do things it's not supposed to do," and it's because it'll and it did start to break. You're not supposed to put you're those. You're pushing. You're it. not supposed to put those birds up over that. The little guys can start. Like, you start breaking records with planes. Awesome. What a show. All right. 
So I'd much rather use Chase Field for Air Disaster Fridays than for Diamondback stuff uh, if they're going to hold us hostage. Can you imagine that on the big Chase Field board? Oh, man. Oh! Movie night. Incredible. I am late to this party, though. This is this is It's on YouTube, around. people. I just found it. So. Oh, yeah. I didn't know anything. And I know about air disasters. I just never watched. I didn't know about this Flight 705 thing. And it's like you 30 said, there's so many. There's so many of them. Yeah, I never heard like of what it. What season? Yeah, but that one, that particular thing you should scored. be a story we all know. OJ wrecked it. OJ showed up and took all the headlines. And this was before the, you know, everything went viral. If you either heard about it or you didn't. And who's telling you the story of Flight 705 with detail? Until a few years later when the pilots are a year out, they had to have all sorts of mental rehab. Oh, man, oh, man. And OJ shows up, slaughters his wife, and the world doesn't pay attention to anything for a year and a half. I would have loved This needs to be a movie now. Right now. Mikkel Bridges plays the part of Callaway, and then whoever else wants to be pilots. That's it. But it's awesome. Oscar-winning Cillian Murphy. Oh, he hasn't got it yet. But. Yeah, he's going to. That's a good one. He'd be good in this. Yeah, and a couple other, like, you know, there's a couple dudes who have been kind of known but not crazy big. You don't need a great cast, but man, oh, man, what a story. But i got to really kind of step back and analyze myself on this is why I'm so entertained by planes crashing. What about flying now? How do you feel about it? No change. It's, TV. it's like, look, I'm just one in a million. And plus now I can be a star. As long as OJ don't my, murder somebody yeah, my again. my plane goes no. down, I get a show. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, if OJ, yeah, if OJ gets it, hey, Twitter world, I understand everybody's paying attention to something that isn't Ah, you prick. I'm going to slaughter another woman here so Homer doesn't get his due. <laughs> oh, they're such a great show. I didn't know it was on for 24 years. But anything Smithsonian channel, I've been dodging that since I was in high school. Yeah, I see the word Smithsonian, and I assume there's going to be notes. And I got to learn. No, not at all. Isn't that also Air America? I don't the know. The Smithsonian, where they're going over the cities, you know, the beautiful. I think you're right. Yeah, I've been, I've been Aer- Aerial, Aerial America. America. I yeah. do like Aerial America. I think that is Smithsonian. Yeah. But I've got that all saved over in the corners. I just occasionally pick a state and watch. When you need a little relaxation. Yeah, I like, I like that. Uh, it's 723. Sorry, just uh, my promotion of Aerial America. Screwed the diamond. Better. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> that Smithsonian Channel isn't what you think. It isn't for eggheads. It's for us knobs over here who like uh, death and destruction. I didn't realize how gory and horrifying it was. It's um, awesome. Everybody's sending in their, uh, their, their disasters oh. now. Yeah, so I got another got another one. I'll have to send it to you. There's a list. Bajillion yeah. of them. Highlight. Oh, yeah. 24 seasons. Well, there's this one, The Crash of the Century. Oh, is that the one where the pl- one plane hit the other plane? That's the biggest one. That was when the, uh, I forget if it was a KLM was on the runway and another plane just landed on it, like 600 people that, died. Yeah, I think that's what they're saying. Yeah. Horror. Fog rolled in. and That's a crazy one, yeah. Those giant planes. And dude just sitting there and another plane just lands on top of it. Or one's taken off and the other one's landing. That's what that one is. Oh, okay. And right before they, they dodge. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, what a show. Yeah, don't don't fool yourself into thinking you're not smart enough to watch that. I, I am. Kill him, yeah. yeah, that's the worst disaster in Two aviation history. Yeah, just loaded uh, right on runways, moving head to head, head on collision, and one just pops out, like has no idea what's going on. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, Smithsonian, screw that. 
This guy says, talk about late to the party, air disasters rule. See, this is where I'm struggling because yeah. I feel the same way. And I have to kind of backtrack. Megan was wandering around and she goes, are you still watching people die? I'm like, geez, when you put it that way. <laughs> yes. And then I had to make excuses. No, no, no. This one, nobody dies because uh, it was a saved one, except for the terrorist took a bullet in the head for trying to poke a knife into the stewardess. And again, I know, but that's what they are. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Now I'm all juiced up. I want to watch air disasters now. Got that great email from that lady Sleep whose early. husband was boning that guy, and then he got air disasters. And Smithsonian Channel ain't for learning anymore. It's tawdry, violent, miserable. Talking about that's yeah, learning. That's not. It's, well, I did learn about something just absolutely awful. It's great. It needs to be a movie. That's how I get my information. I may tune into the Smithsonian. And then I looked at the guide. That's all they show. Air disasters, twenty four solid hours, and then Aerial America to start your. That's day. to compete with all the murder shows. And oh, that's what we love. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that was kind of my justification. It's like, eh. And the Reels Channel, either it's Rockstar documentaries or, or it's Op Live, which OP is Live. amazing. They also do autopsies. Oh like, yeah, autopsies I haven't seen that in a while, people. but yeah, they did one on Sean Connery on the autopsy thing. His death was related to. I'm like, he was eighty something. His death was related to being eighty. Don't open him up again. Scotchy drink his face the was years. 80% yeah. charcoal. <laughs> it's mostly made of charcoal as he began to rot away his living corpse. Like, well, I knew. I love that guy's voice, though, because I always go to that doctor. What we really didn't know about River Phoenix was, I'm like, oh, we all know what happened to him. He killed himself with drugs. But did he? Yes. This is a pointless show. Two guys came out of the Viper room. And then the best part, like, they'll do, like, autopsies of obvious things like car crash like they did one of paul walker paul walker autopsy reveals the secrets my tree burned yeah fire Uh, i I don't need to be a doctor to know how this happened excessive speeds uh anyway reels is pretty we own reels that's our company Uh, hubbard has we watch the hell out of it when op live it just stays on all day friday saturday yep and they do the op they do the rewind if you missed a few oh it's great we got to get sticks in here he doesn't work there anymore. He does his own thing now. Sticks is not on. Oh, the he show. does. He occasionally will pop. Okay, in. I see the. I, I guess I, I see the yeah, reruns. reruns. Yeah, he's not on there anymore. He'll. He's Damn still, it! He's still but he'd busy. be a good guest. Oh, Sticks would be awesome. But I don't need him in here. I need him out on the streets, filming. Sticks does something for Fox Nation now. He's on his own. Guys, come on, keep up. All right, Mr. Air Disaster, 24 seasons. This eight. person says, "Please stop talking about air disasters." I fly on Thursday to the Keys. Maybe not to the Keys, but you're definitely going to fly for a little while. From what I've learned... Don't pack a hammer. Destination is not guaranteed. And anybody with a guitar probably got a harpoon in there. Just think, Brady, how close you were. I'm sure you've gotten a FedEx package in the past. I mean, you know, that could have been you. Like I said, I probably had a package (laughs) on that flight. More than likely, yeah, you were were affected by it. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this. Nothing was disrupted. They landed the plane. Uh, they didn't get delivered though. They I had to go back around. What they said, <laughs> so the, uh, it did delay. Oh, it delayed it. Yeah, but you still got it. And they had to unpack the plane that they used because a bunch of stuff broke. There's probably uh, some cleanup. Well, there was massive some amounts of blood. Packages like, how come there's blood on my package? You got a bitch. It was yeah. supposed to be here by eight a.m. I'm gonna call hell? FedEx. Hey FedEx. <laughs> Maybe that's what pissed OJ off. <laughs> I had some electronics on the way. FedEx says they deliver overnight, but you motherfuckers are late. <laughs> I'm just getting fumed up right now. Well, Mr. Simpson, we're sorry if we've angered you. You have no idea how mad I am. I had an order from Ginsu that's late now. <laughs> what do you mean it's going to take two months? I have to go buy my own knives? AC calls a package not yeah. empty. <laughs> Still not at the house, Juice. 
Oh, this is a whole bunch of boot. HC. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Nicole's calling. I'll talk to you later. Bitch is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, who knows? Tonight. Maybe the domino effect of that Federal Express plane not getting OJ's electronics. I got a new hi-fi system coming in. You're not going to believe it. It's got a compact disc player built in. Something called LaserDisc, which is good. <laughs> I'm first on the block in Rockingham to have one of those. And it should be here by Tuesday <laughs> if all things go right. Can't imagine anything delaying it. It's Federal Express. They're reliable. <laughs> and then that a bitch. Ain't that a bitch? My new hot fire ain't going to be here for Memorial Day. <laughs> anything happens between Memorial Day and July that pisses me off, there's going to be hell to pay for that person. I'll tell you that. <laughs> ain't that a bitch? I'll speak it. Which Nicole's on the phone. <laughs> Nicole's God on the phone. Again. What the f- does she want? Yes, I know Sydney has a play. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, my high fire, goddamn FedEx. <laughs> anyway, oh. I'm we're we're putting pieces together that may not fit, oh, yeah. but it does work. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? <laughs> All right, wake up song brought to you by Action Ride Shop, and of course, if you want to hit the mountains, whether it be up north, you can do the skiing and snowboarding thing, or if you want to do it down here in the valley, you got the uh, got all the trails out there on the mountain bikes. Wherever you want to go, Action Ride Shop's got you dialed in. ActionRideShop.com. They're going to take care of you. And on the list, of course, it goes back to our original email this morning. Uh, Ween's Homo Rainbow, uh, Meatloaf, <laughs> I'd Do Anything for You, Rape Me from Nirvana, Electric Gay Bar, or uh, Electric Six Gay Bar, Turbo, of course. Uh, George Michael, Careless Whisper in there for those two. Wow. Bloodhound Gang. Do we do Meatloaf? Because that song oh. is everything about the email we got earlier this morning. It's so bad, though. It is bad. Love dumps, attic acts. Uh, and for those of you tuning in late, got an email from a lady who walked in on her husband boning her brother in the kitchen. And then she wanted to flame the whole thing. Haven't heard back from her quite yet. I, if you want to do Meatloaf, whatever. Because <laughs> oh, that's what that song's about. I'd do anything for love. I, I'm but convinced. I won't do that. I'm convinced Meatloaf had a girl who liked to go fingers. In places he didn't like. And he's like, I love you, but I'm not doing that. Same with my theory about hauling oats. Yeah. Uh, I can't go for that. No, no. No can no do. No can do. That's about a girl who likes to finger butts. Oh. You got to knock before you just jam it right in there. Go for being <laughs> twice as nice. So smooth. It's a list of things he can do. He'll deal with the same lies. You got your body, now I want my you forget about it now. Say no, go ho, ho, ho. I'll do anything that you want me to. Yeah, but I can't go for that. Get your finger out of my ass. No, I no can do. No can do. That's the only time a man says that. It's like you go into like these caveman think, Ah, well, no can do. Why are you doing that? My last boyfriend loved it. Not me. I'll do anything for love, but not that. <laughs> And that's there where this go. starts. What, huh? Oh, I got it. We got it all ready to go. <laughs> oh, you're going to do it? It's the loaf. <laughs> Get your fingers out of his butt. And stop banging your brother-in-law and emailing us about it. It's out of control now. morning sickness. And off and running. What a start to Tuesday, huh? And a little meatloaf. <laughs> and I got an email from a guy. Brett, Brett said it while it was playing. He goes, you know, there's people in their cars right now just singing this song. <laughs> and it couldn't be more right. 
And then I get an email that says, uh, you need to do this every once a month, little meatloaf once a month, because everybody here in the shop is singing along. <laughs> That's one of those songs where you look at the guy next to you, he's turning a wrench. I would do it. Are you singing this? Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, that's okay. And then the two of you start singing it, and then the whole place, <laughs> next thing you know, all the wrenches are on the ground, and everybody's swaying. But it won't do that. No, no. We might have to include Meatloaf in the Night of the Singing Dead, even though I'm wildly against it, just to watch the crowd go, we're not doing this. And then by the end of the song, everybody's screaming it. Because for some reason, it's one of those songs we all know, but we don't like to admit we all know it. Uh, it's like the Brady Report. Things we don't really want to know, thrown <laughs> into our ears for no reason. Uh, it's brought to you by Hooters. How about Hooters for lunch? That sounds pretty good. Every Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 o'clock, you get $2 off any 10-piece wings, fish, and chips, and salad. It's a lot of ands. Uh, lunch punch cards get double punches on Tuesdays as well. So, you thought it was a great day to go to Hooters yesterday. It's even better today. It counts as two. How about that? Thanks, Hooters. Brady Report. Good Tuesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Cherry Pie Day. All right. Warrant Day. A couple of uh, baseless fun facts. Hum, Croatia is the smallest town in the world. town is smaller than a football field, has a population of just two dozen people. Still, Hum has a museum, an inn, two churches, and even a unique liquor called Biska, which can only be found, it's the only place you can find it in the world. But why would you find it? Evidently, the place sucks. Yeah, if it's really good, you'd... You'd be in a bigger town. Ship it around to other places. If hum was worth it, people would move there. Or Biska. Nothing quaint about a town no one wants to be in. That's what I said when I moved to Queen Creek. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> off. It's just nice, and then you're there, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's just why this place is small. It makes sense now. The reason Casa Grande never took off. Yeah. We get it. Vanna White has worn a different dress on every single episode of Wheel of Fortune. More than 7,000 total. Thanks to Bob Mackey. If you made, you ready for this one? If you made $5,000 a day since Christopher Columbus first arrived oh in America. You well, can do that. Who was making 5Gs then? <laughs> you were, you were doing you great. Do? On, okay, look, in 1492, if you had $5,000, you were Columbus. Yeah. You were better than Columbus. Sure were. If you made $5,000 a day starting 1492, a year, you, you still had. wouldn't have a billion dollars today. No kidding. You'd finally get a to a billion in 2040. Five grand a day from 1492 to today, you don't have a billion dollars. Yep. No kidding. Jesus. How many days ago was September 10th, 1492? It says, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? There's a patron saint of television. Oh, wait. It's 637 or 6,376 months ago. It is... uh, 194,094 days since September 22nd, 1492. I just threw September out there for fun because I figured October was Columbus Day when he started to slaughter all the Indians, but he never actually made it. <laughs> Makes sense. You're not at 200,000 days yet. That's, uh, that's a billion, right? Five times 200,000? Yeah, that would be a billion. 200,000 and 5,000 is a billion. You're close. Wow. Well. Another 6,000 days. And You're still 16 years away. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. 
and yet people have a billion. You lazy son of a bitch. You've been saving since Columbus. (laughs) You've been making at eight point two or whatever. You've been making five grand a year, and you haven't turned that into a billion dollars yet. Get off your ass. Five grand a day. A day, yeah. But if you made five grand a year in fourteen ninety two, you'd be a billionaire then. Like you could afford everything. It'd be interesting to see what that's. It's got to be five thousand dollars in fourteen ninety. We didn't have American money, so it's hard to even quantify what that would be. But if you had five thousand American dollars in fourteen ninety two, you had billions. Now the whole trip with Columbus probably cost sixty seven cents. I don't know how money. <laughs> and he had worked, to beg right? the yeah. Queen of Spain yeah. to yeah, finance. He got to find. He was basically the Ken Kendrick of his day. He's like, well, I could go find new stuff, but you got to pay. Had for a good it. ship. I mean, a couple I'm, of them. I'm not paying for it. You do it. <laughs> There's a patron, uh, patron saint of television, Saint Clara of Assisi. Pope made her the saint uh, of TV in 1958. And what did she do? Watch TV a lot. Well, like Mother <laughs> Teresa, did she he help He prayed anybody? to her for good programming. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, fail. Was Mike TV her son? Or <laughs> yeah, one? yeah, exactly. She wouldn't allowed to have kids. She's a nun. <laughs> That's dumb. It happens. It, it does happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, and usually it's because the priest got a little touchy-feely. And Father Dale's wandering around again. <laughs> What? Come on. Yeah, my friend Mark saw him up at the Biltmore. Well, that's he's, hot spot. I know, but evidently he's just still... Come on, move away. Have some pride. Quit showing your face. And God, if I see him, I'll say it again. There's the guy what touched a bunch of kids at my high school. I'll point it out, Dale. Yeah, dude wanders around like nothing happened. And there's, a, there's another one who was a priest in the Northwest Valley. They got booted out. He's back hanging around again. They booted him. They shuttled that dude out of here in the 70s. Rotated back in. And he's just, evidently, he's back. Came up through the farm system. Evidently. Cavalier pricks over there at that place, the church. and the... Or maybe they wrote all the checks for him and he's now Maybe Bishop cleared. O'Brien will come back too. I mean, you know, Man, hey, I got to tell you. that for driving lessons. That forgiveness program they've got over there is... A wide swath. They throw that thing over anything. A new study looked at the top bacteria hotspots in movie theaters and found the average seat has 1,864 colonies of bacteria. It's 14 times more than the average toilet seat. Toilet seats are actually pretty clean. There's one spot even more disgusting than the seat itself. Your underpants. The cup holders. Oh, Had an average of 2,396 colonies of bacteria. I don't know what a colony is. What is that? 18 times more than a toilet seat. That's a lot. Yeah. Is that the official mathematical engineering? It's a little uh, bacteria town. It's what scientists call bunches and bunches. The good news is most of the bacteria they found was pretty harmless. Not the kind that make a lot of people sick. Even those for, you know, the, those numbers are, seem high. Your average kitchen sponge is actually grosser than yeah. that. Your uh, that Oprah episode where she just Q tip swabbed all the hands, uh, the the seat before she even got to the sit down spots where you rested your arms in the movie theater, and it was like there was so much feces. Like that was the amazing thing. They just couldn't get over how much human poop was on there. And then they're like, we don't even want to do the seat. That thing was coated in dirty American rust butts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, just poop all over their hands. Go taking dumps during the movie. and ugh. One I'll never forget is where they show the, the sneezing in the theater. Yeah, the 35 oh. foot. Yeah. 
I think about that every time when you're someone I coughing, don't. sneezing. I stopped going to theaters after they started adding in silverware. I can't listen to pigs eat rattle bags the entire time. All you hear in the theater. <laughs> This is a good movie. Yeah, hey. Did you hear what Nicholson said? That's Jack Nicholson at his finest. Yeah, I don't like it. And then they added silverware. Now I got to listen to the hogs dining planking their diningware around. Are they all like, like plowing down his pizza cookie? <laughs> like cocktail tables in there where people just sit in stools? Have you not been in one? I haven't been in a dine-in movie theater. You haven't? Uh-uh. I thought they were all that now. Mm. No. Not well, all I've of been them. in the, in the deep recline ones. Those are awesome. Yeah, they get the deep They got bars now in them, too. Yeah. That's a cool well, part. That is a good part. Yeah. But, uh, like the ones I've been to, all have little servers. side table. Hey, you whip out a table like on an airplane. Oh. And then they come up and hand you your, you know, steak and eggs or whatever your pig ass needs during a movie. <laughs> Who had the corned beef hash? Yeah, we used to and be it's able to like, make who wants riblets. And right. it's like, okay, great. We used to make it through a movie with like a bag of M&M's, maybe tops, and occasionally annoy people with this sound with popcorn. Nope, now it's ching, ching, tang, pick my potatoes are cold. Why are you eating potatoes, asshole? It's a movie. Go to You go to dinner before or after. Going to the theater today. What are you going to see, Madam Webb? No. Kirby wants to see the Bob Marley movie. Where does, does she go to school? They get uh, two days off this week. <laughs> for what? What? Yesterday and what other day? That's She's going to be retarded. Today is professional training why. for the teachers. Oh, so they man. decided to do it. Shouldn't the they have done that in the off season? I don't like mid season training for the Unbelievable. teachers. Unbelievable. We're paying for it. So yeah. well, good. Hope you're getting yeah, you are. Stuff. You're paying for a movie. What are you going to see? The Bob Marley biopic. One love. One love. Your daughter's a weedy? Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. You're not paying uh, attention. Rastafari. You know, you'd be a guy who walks in on your husband banging your brother. Oh. <laughs> you were oblivious. <laughs> She's smoking so much weed. Every time I see her, I'm like, you are high as a kite. She just goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to see the Bob Marley move. Are either of you into reggae? Uh, no. No. <laughs> That's a no. You're not into reggae at all. You don't know enough. But I know enough about the story. No, you don't. Do you? What do you know? That he got shot playing soccer. He was black. Everybody. He was a black guy with poop hair. (laughs) And he uh, sang about ladies being annoying. I dig him. He's a hero. What you about? He's Rasta, man. The the two least relatable people in the world are going to be. I hope you get murdered. It's going to get shanked at the movies. I hope somebody goes, you are in my chair, Bumbaclot. Move. <laughs> he called us periods. Not going to happen in Gilbert. Yeah, well, that's true. They've arrested all of them. <laughs> Anyone who looks at Yeah, me. man, that one's going away. <laughs> Maybe I'll be there with the 4%. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're wasting your time. Don't tell stories about it tomorrow. I'm not interested to hear your perspective of Bob. No oh, I got to hear this one. <laughs> Did you guys know? I don't want to know. He's going to be a Bob Marley expert for about 38 minutes. Yep. Nobody's interested in your take. Come on, Mom. No, nobody's interested. Don't do the accent. Don't come in in a knit hat. Take nothing from this. And that's the 10 minutes he's awake during the movie. Exactly. He's not even going, yeah, it was all right. He gets shot in the end. Good nap. Three stars. Felt like I was on the beach. And Kirby wants to see One Love she with does. Bob Marley. She's and a weedy. Well, she's a pothead. 
You and no, the she's into all sorts of music. <laughs> Thank you for adding music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there and, was something yeah. else she was into. Yeah, in weed. Too. She's into gummies <laughs> and just floating above the, the the surface of the earth for a while. You think she's going to gummy up and you won't know it? We both are. Yeah, you'll eat your. Don't she be like, don't touch my gummies, Daddy. Eat yours. <laughs> Why can't I have some of your gummies? Uh, they're for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby, what's going on? I don't know, man. I am. Uh, <laughs> I like you. I like you. You made me laugh. Mom got me some new candy. <laughs> you are a very good man, Daddy. I'm floating high above you. Ha ha ha! I can fly. You got to be a better father too if she starts playing Rasta music around the Gilbert house. No. Oh, he won't have to be. The Gilbertians will let her know. I know you never put your foot down, but in this I'm particular case. I'm all right case, with the hits. You are it not all right bother. with it. That doesn't bother me. Stop it. Three three of those songs. Buffalo it, 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 Soldier. No, terrible song. <laughs> Dreadlock Rasta. Terrible song. That's her. Dreadlock Rasta. <laughs> you listen to about three minutes of that. Why, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> terrible. And then another one comes on. Back to back. It's never back to back. Right. If she goes two in a row and she starts listening to it, then we got a problem. Yeah, you got a drug addict in your house. No one likes that music without. I think so too. It's done. No one likes that music two songs in a row without having a massive addiction. Uh, You got a problem on your hands. You need to you need to take her to Raising Cane's today and tell her, hey, we're not going to go see Bob Marley. We need to talk about your top drawer. (laughs) What are you talking about? You're clearly a pothead. There's this dude named Jesse Garrett. He was checking out at a Schnucks. It's Schnucks, sorry, supermarket in Missouri. Um, this happened last Tuesday. An employee con- confronted him because he was in the exp- express lane with more than 10 items. Rather than moving, Jesse just lifted his shirt up and showed the employee he's got a handgun. Oh. In the waistband. The employee backed off, called 911. The cops tracked Jesse down. He was still inside. He initially denied having a firearm, but the cops found a loaded gun stashed on a nearby store shelf behind the candy. Jesse admitted to brandishing the gun. He said he was doing it playfully. Also admitted to lying about having the gun. He had a good reason. He was a convicted uh, felon. Yeah, that's bad. Can't match those up. By the way, this guy says, uh, hey, after the Bob Marley movie, why don't you take your drug addict daughter over to Chiba Hut and get her an application? <laughs> yeah. You need to keep your eyes One on One of those fruity problem. pebbles. They're going to be eating fruit. Yeah, I was just going to say that. No 15-year-old girl is interested in Bob Marley. Unless some one of her influences says, man, you have not lived till you've heard this high as a kite. It's the only way white people can like that. The only way. Normal whites don't understand any of that reggae stuff. It's only the annoying ones and the high ones. Like our promotions department. There's, I mean, they're, they're, they listen to that stuff all the time. They might be there. there. Literally. Probably. It's worse than country. There's quite literally nothing worse than the white reggae fan. It's not for you. You don't relate to it. Stop it. Yeah, that's the only time I'm like cultural appropriation is a, it's totally that. See those white girls with those... Jamaican knit hats and their stupid dreadlocked hair. 
It's not for you. You have so you, no idea what they're talking. You'll about. take a white hee haw broad over a white reggae broad. White hee haw can happen. Okay. I'll take the white, white reggae. Trust, I'll is, take the trustafarian. White <laughs> reggae is forced. That nobody. She's a. She's pissing off her dad. She's so high she doesn't know what's good anymore. There's nothing worse than the white reggae fan. <laughs> That's living the lifestyle. I understand if you sit back and go, eh, it's tolerable, I suppose. But if you start acting like it's a part, like if you got a, one of those posters that needs a black light in your room and it's of Bob Marley and a weed leaf, <laughs> you're the most annoying white person alive. Angelina uh, Gutierrez got pulled over. She was trolling through Petaluma, California. And uh, it's a routine traffic stop. Canine officer came out. The dog kind of uh, made the signal like, "Uh, I think there's something in there. So they checked out, had her open the trunk, and there's a dog treat bucket. Inside the bucket, 10 pounds of meth. Ooh. 10 pounds? 10 pounds. And then found additional meth. At first, he's (laughs) like, do you have any drugs? And she's like, "Uh, they discovered in the glove compartment there's a little crack pipe. I got a little crack. And the dog said. There's also a kitty litter box that had... More, Some more stuff in there. This guy says, Stoner checking in with Bob Marley. He sucks. His music sucks. It's all the same. And he was a racist douche. Enjoy the film. <laughs> Don't also be the guy in the theater that goes, Yeah, man! Even if you're the only ones in there. It's not funny, and nobody likes when people talk to the Look screen. Look at him giggling. I know. He's, he's going to do he it. Had he had planned it. already. He was going to plan it. Hey, Kirby. Totally going to do it. I have my bullhorn. Yeah, man! You know when he'll do it? He'll do it to the nine employees that are yeah. working that day. Two full Bob Marley movie, I'm mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You All have right. three jobs. Here you go, asshole. Here's your two tickets. Ever yeah, I'm on. Ever since this movie came out, people won't shut up. It's the We get it. You know a couple Jamaican things. <laughs> I'm gonna cool my... runnings. We understand your five <laughs> phrases, yeah. sir. Thanks, John Candy. Yeah. Keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's team called Red Stripe. Stop <laughs> screaming Red Stripe. Wonder if they'll serve it at the bar. I hope so, because that's that's a very Gilbert thing to do. Well, you can relate to the Negroes in the knit caps. <laughs> I did not know that. This is an interesting film about one of them. And you know, it's my favorite way to watch them. Two dimensionally. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gilbert, movie blacks. <laughs> you can't come off the screen or we'll have you arrested, goon. There's this dude, he's six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, Mitchell Vest. He's facing charges. After he walked into two antique stores, he, he was wearing a a kilt. This happened in these antique stores in Houston. And he proceeded to shove items up his butt cool. and then put them back on the shelf. He did it with a makeup brush. Another item police described as a hardware piece. Then at a second store, Mm. he and his wife walked into it, did it with an antique bottle opener, and then some (laughs) sort of vintage tobacco can. (laughs) My two favorite things about this. One was just a hardware piece, and the other is some sort of. (laughs) Like, they didn't even touch it to identify it fully. Some sort of antique thing, and then this over here was a hardware chunk. We've examined it enough. All four items were valued at just over 200 bucks. Had to be thrown out. Employees also sanitized other items near him, <laughs> just in case. It 100%. sounds like uh, he was just there with his wife doing it randomly. So the guy's really nice. 
Now he's facing charges, criminal mischief. Here he is. That's hey, fat old me. <laughs> Put your kilt on. Yeah, I can do that. Some things in my bottom, <laughs> but it won't do that. Oh, oh, just chubby up, up your ass, John. He's been in. A, he's been <laughs> oh. in a Brett video. Oh yeah, we've seen oh, yeah. That. we've seen that guy doing terrible things. Probably Maybe the that's what he's yesterday. doing. Oh. <laughs> Maybe checking out new items for the future videos. Uh, please write down oh, Rasta research. Brady in the squares for Friday uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, mom. We be going to the movie. Oh. Let's that. <laughs> My daughter has a drug issue. <laughs> somebody, somebody says, Brady, uh, does your daughter ever say, hey, that has a vibe. That's a cool vibe. Does she say the word vibe? Is that, no. Is that a new thing? She's not talking about, like, that's a guy. It wouldn't surprise me, but I haven't heard it yet. Uh, but pot. there's a lot of things. It's a pothead thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't listen. So, yeah, it's a big. <laughs> She's sparking up right next to you, and you don't even know. They don't smoke them anymore. You don't smell the smoke. It's all about eating it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I no, they don't. Smoke. They don't smoke it anymore. They vape it. The there's young, some, they don't some, even vape, a lot of vape, vape, but they're they're I think eating vaping's it. the most popular way. No gummies. The, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's the, you can't get caught. You don't stink. That's you don't what have I a would do. Pen. But that's I'm exactly still, what they do. Yeah, keep an eye on it. All I'm saying. She's into Bob Marley. <laughs> You're just oblivious. Lucas Swarthout. <laughs> I feel terrible. Are there others like what? What is it? Peter Tosh or whatever the other? I don't know reggae. Ones of the genre. Oh yeah, going real deep. Shaggy is about all I know. Other than that, wasn't he more rap? Yeah, I didn't that's the only reason yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't. I hate that rock. stupid I angels. Song. Hate that stuff. Oh, now I got that. Oh right yeah, now. yeah. You're my darling, my angel, yes. baby. Blastasta. I thought they were saying I've pasta and then years. snow. Remember yeah. that in former. You know, so that is no me. I will go in. I leaky boom boom down. Detective Bonner said that is no me. Stop someone on the lay. And that would be Brady. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. coming out as snow. Eddie Grant. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to come out as snowman. Lucas Worthout is North Platte, Nebraska. He uh, had a scratcher that he bought for months. He put it in the glove compartment. Forgot about it. He bought the $2 trucks and bucks scratch game. <laughs> of course he did. He was cleaning out his car, and he reached in the glove compartment because he's looking for the VIN number to another car that he owned. Maybe it was in there. And he sees the trucks and bucks scratcher, scratches it. Sure enough, wins a Ford F-150. Nice. They also paid for the tax and everything, totaling $81,000. Good on him. $81,000 in tax? Well, no, that was the total price oh, gotcha. by the truck. That's pretty good. Yeah. Check your glove box. John, I work in a weed farm. Mm-hmm. Trust me, bro. They still absolutely smoke. No, it. I'm not saying it's not all black and white. <laughs> I'm saying that if you're a kid and you're trying to hide it from your parents. Yeah, you're gummying up. You're gummying. Yes, I know people still smoke weed, but not around dad at the Rasta movie. She's gummied up. For sure. The only way to enjoy that crap as a white still. It's the same thing as black people trying to get into like Seinfeld or Renee Zellweger. They just they're not they, they have to be so high to like it. It's not for them. Jamaican reggae is not for us. We shouldn't care. A Navy has lifted a ban on sailors putting their hands in their pockets. <laughs> which is a major win for sailors who never knew what to do with their hands. 
<laughs> no, service memo says sailors are authorized to have hands in their pockets uh, when doing uh, so complies. Now, hold on. It does not compromise safety. Navy guys weren't allowed to put their hands in their pockets? And it's yeah. a safety issue? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> He's high. He thought those were regular gummies. Man. They also um, are allowing the women um, to wear the bucket cover hat. They had to. What's that? They were retired in 2018. It's kind of more of the, uh, you have the formal naval hat that made it unisex. And, and the women had a different one that had a smaller dome to it, like a bucket cover with kind of wings on the side the you have to lady show hats? a picture of it yeah i thought that was just the nurse they banned them in 2018 but now they're saying the, the ladies requested the lady the hats navy. are back yep lady navy hats so there's the traditional and then <laughs> so you're saying they can do the there's right the now yeah they right. can do, they're going they back can, to the left back to the left you can wear oh. the just a little more narrower and kind of a dome i've, a little, I've not paid attention more, to the navy a outfits. more girly Yes, I think so. <laughs> they femmed up the Navy a little more. Impossible, some said, but they managed to do it. All right, sailors, hands in your pockets if you're interested. I hands in your pockets and wear your new hat. <clears throat> cool. <laughs> couple of pretty videos. Okay. First one people are calling instant karma. This uh, 18-year-old Anna Herricky. Works at a place near Indianapolis called Prime Car Wash. The car runs through there. She's got the pressure sprayer, and she sprays down the car as it's going by. Uh, So this lady was... Like when you first go in, how they hose your car off a little bit? Yeah, it's kind of the... But this looks like it's more midway through. She's really spraying it it down pretty good. Yeah, it's the pre-spray. It's the thing they stick on there as you're driving. So she chucks a glass of lemonade, rolls down the window, and the lady... She just hits the girl with lemonade. Yeah. The lady driving just chucks her lemonade at the lady hosing her car off. Yeah, so watch it again. Why? Puts down the window, chucks the lemonade. Now she goes over there with the washer and, and jacks her, her up. Yeah, good. Yeah. You say jacks and, her off? Yeah, that's right. Jacks her up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe maybe you come up with a different term. <laughs> we might go to the tape on that, but that did kind of, wow. I didn't see that part of the video. I'd like to see that. Huh. Her boyfriend was in the uh, passenger seat. Uh, the... Employer sided with her. And should have. You can retaliate. Thank God there's video because she would have been fired if there wasn't. Maybe. There's still somebody chucking lemonade at you. She doesn't have a, a history of hosing people off through their window. It's your job. If your window's down, you're going to get hosed. And then if you go back and go, ah, that lady hosed me off. Why was your window down, dummy? She tells you to roll them up. You're going through a car wash. <laughs> The last radio video is this college baseball player. He made his debut at Sacramento State last Friday. He got hit by a pitch seven times in his first eight at bats. This one says eight times in nine. Maybe he got, you know, on the seven. It's happened again. <laughs> Does it not say that? <laughs> it says it right there. <laughs> on the same thing you should be reading. <laughs> He got hit by a pitch seven so times in his first Brady, eight read your, read yeah. your headline that you're holding. I did. I read the top one. No, read the headline that you're holding. A baseball player gets banned or beamed eight times in nine at-bats. And then the story says one less. 
He couldn't believe it happened. <laughs> so he, he one. deleted. I one. can't believe this is happening. <laughs> no, hold on. Can I see the paper, please? Yeah. Thank you. No, it does say the headline says player got beaned eight times in nine at bats. And then this next thing says uh, a college baseball player made his debut for Sacramento, got hit by a pitch seven times in eight at bats. So this isn't Brady's fault. Oh. Although it sounds like something Brady would do. <clears throat> oh, then it said, okay, so the next thing says it was a double header, and then he got hit in his first at bat of the next day. Uh, yeah. So it was so eight his of his first nine. Was seven first, first game he played seven times. He was at bat eight times. His first that had to been a high scoring Blasting game. the ball around. Jesus. Italian guy. I think he's standing too close to the plate. There's one. Massiangelo. He's got Babe Ruth's number. Winning the pinstripes. He is on top of the plate. All right, you want to own the plate? You're gonna. You're risking it. That was a slider down in the dirt. I don't think he's that. He's right on the line. You want to stand that far back to the catcher with your foot on the line? I'm going to give you one in the foot. You're, you're going to catch every slider yeah, right on the line. Every, as a left-handed uh, hitter, you're going to hit every slider is going to hit you in the back in the foot. I bet you all of these hit his foot. Hey, as long as he gets on base, it's all that's right. That I bet you almost all of them hit his foot. Oh, it's a slider one. to the foot. He's got his foot in the back of the box. The foot or the elbow on that one? It doesn't matter. He's it, it's a slider is going to hit a left-handed batter if he stands back there that far. Here's four. That's a lot of pitch, and it's only two to one. There's one. So that was just a bad pitch. He just got hit again. That's the fourth time he's been yeah. hit today. They hate that guy. It's only the fourth inning he's been up four times. <laughs> and there's only two runs. What's what? going on? What is happening? Do they not count outs anymore because not, it makes people feel bad? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. This Another slider off inning. the knee. Yep. Yeah, all they're doing is throwing sliders to this inside lefty, and they're no, nobody's told them, hey, stop throwing sliders to that guy. It's inevitable your pitch beans him in the leg. That's where, where a slider's are, supposed to go. Where he was in the base, order, bro. too. Now it's only four to two. We're in the sixth, and he's been up six times. Yeah. So they load the bases every inning, and then and then just d- double just, play. Yeah, d- well, just <laughs> out at home, out at home, out at home. Well, and so weird. you know, the next game, not bad, just one time. So now it's six yeah, four. Finally, the coach said, "Don't throw in- him a slider." One inning later, I can tell by his arm action on that it was a slider. Yeah, a slider's supposed to dive in on a left-hander like that. He's just pissed going in there talking to his teammates. Like, really? I've gotten on base this Here's many times, and you one. pricks can only yeah. score? Yeah, they're all sliders. <laughs> He's smart. Yeah, It's going to hit him in the foot over and over. That was a bases loaded bonk, too. They finally got some action out of it. Got an RBI on it. Nice job, kid. Look at him limping. <laughs> I need you to take one for the team, Rudy. <laughs> all right. There you go. Brett, what do you got? All right. I'm, I'm mild today. So. Oh, thank God. By the way, uh, no most, most Marines are emailing in saying uh, the reason that they allowed Navy guys to put their hands in their pockets is because they were so busy with their hands in other guys' pockets. <laughs> Use your own pockets, Navy guy. Marines mad at the uh, Navy again. I'm mad. You're all the same. All right. No crank damage today, so okay. we're good. Thank we're God. safe. Thank God. Uh, we'll just start this one for Brady. Is it Bob Marley? We're no. safe. <laughs> I know back. how much he loves these videos. I'm a pasta fire. We've seen this one before. Oh, this is a lady. Take it off. Oh, oh, yeah, that's the side of the road. Somebody's just... You know what? That's her hazard light. Blowing. Let them know she's on a the side rosebud, of the road. Man. A rosebud butt bubble. You know how much she loves the prolapse. Yeah, the prolapse oh. butt. But she's bent over and she's... Wow. It's like uh, she's whistling Willie back wow. there. that is... <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. And her butt sticks out about five inches and then goes back in. She's pumping it in and out. Wow. Thank you for that, humanity. Mm-hmm.
Oh, my God. All right. What are we hacking up here? A gator? Yeah, I think it's a gator. A bunch of people carving oh, a gator what are open. they pulling out of it? Pulling out. Oh, there's a person in there, isn't there? They're gutting a gator right there in the town square. Oh, it's yeah. a new oh. town! Oh, it's a head! Oh, wow. Wow. My oh, it's just oh, up for four, so. The whole thing. They're pulling him, half of him's out. Oh, oh wow. Oh, bones are all missing. Wow. And there's there another one. There's an arm. In there. Oh, oh, there's his limbs arm. Limbs wow. Oh, look at him. Another arm. Oh, another one. They got a rather got eaten by the alligator and listened to his music. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the guy's holding the bag. Like, I think we get it. Just throw the whole gator out. Yeah, why don't we just. Oh, there's his intestines and his head. All right, enough. Wow. Good Christ. Just let the gator win one. All right. That was Gatorland, Florida. Stop Man. by. I wish gators got the opportunity to do that to us when we like make boots out of them like they get to gut us and pull some of the, I just don't sometimes when you're hanging around gators and they win you don't get the body back yeah I don't know why we gotta kill it and pull Whew. it out you're not that important alright here's a little hot dogging and we'll see the after results yeah there's a guy going a thousand miles an hour down a two lane highway wow. he's coming at us he's coming in hot on a motorcycle oh he's oh he's Making the turn. There's a semi truck. Oh, I don't see what happened. Oh my God! He went oh. into the side of a car. The whole car's blown out. He knocked the other guy knocked out. The other dude out. The driver he hit the passenger side door on the motorcycle. Went through it all. Yeah, it's like a missile. It was like a full-on bike missile. And there's two dudes just melded together. The driver and the guy. Wow. Oh my God. Oh Lord, that is. Horrible. Wow. That's I don't think Orlando can fix that no, one. That's 150. No, that definitely There's some frame damage. Got a good uh, base box back there. Yeah, you, you can part <laughs> it out. You can just, yeah. Definitely the woofer fell out. That's what 160 miles an hour looks like when you're done. Dummy. Wow. Wow. Yeesh. All right. Thanks, and, bro. Uh, yeah. Then we'll just. Uh, it is mild. One more. There you go, Brady. This is another one that you'll appreciate. It's going to be another butt one. No. No. Oh, it's a girl's oh. got a bloody nose. Oh, she's got like a worm coming out of her nose. What is that? Or is it just the uh, the nose plug? No. What nose plug are you talking about? She's got like a huge, bloody, flopping. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God is right. You're dying. That is a, it, it looked That's like your a. entire sinus. It looked like a, a, a Twizzler dipped in red paint. That's a nose prolapse is what that is. Oh. Red vine. What lived in you? What is that? Okay. And there's a kid in the back seat that while mom pulls so this out of her. Oh, oh my yeah. god! She looks like Jan Brady. <laughs> oh no, my god! Told you I was gonna keep it mild. Let's capture it for the grams. What was that? Oh my god! Cartilage. Yuck. Oh my lord! This guy says, I was in the Navy. We could never put anything in our po- pockets on active duty. No chapstick, phones, not even our hands. Although in 1990, we didn't have cell phones in boot camps. It was even easier. Uh, now we're getting the battle of the, uh, service the services. Military. Marines means my ass rides in Navy equipment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, look, it's not my fault you guys go back and forth. <laughs> if you don't want Navy guys to put their hands in their pockets, or ha- don't give them pockets. You're making the uniform. If you give them uniforms with pockets, they're going to put stuff in their pockets. It's the point. 
And give them pants without pockets, you won't have this issue. Maybe they had that for a while. Pocketless pants? Yeah. And then they complained? Yeah. I said, we want pockets. And they're like, don't put anything in them, though. Okay. You place for my chapstick. But they don't have it. They're not allowed to have it. It's like a woman in tight jeans. She doesn't put chapstick in her pockets because it'll make a bubble. Uh, it's eight twenty-eight. There you go. That is your Brady report. Yeah, man. See you at the Pastafarian show. <laughs> One love, bro. <laughs> Daddy, I re- you made me laugh, Daddy. Pretending to be Jamaican. Great. <laughs> Brady Marley's gonna be here this week. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, there you go. That's your Brady report. It's ninety-eight KUPD. <laughs> out of control now. I got an email that said, Holmberg, dude at my office said, you got to hear what Holmberg was talking about this morning. Read it. All right. We rarely do this, but the reset on this is too good. I got too excited about this yesterday when I got it. Uh, I got an email from someone. I'm not going to use names because I still don't know the facts, the truth of it all. If this woman who's emailing just flamed her husband and is trying to, you know, ruin his life, like something else could have happened. She goes, I'll just tell everybody you're gay. I've seen a lot of uh, crime documentaries. And uh, that's like she started to spread lies, you know, stories. So I don't know if this is real or not. Seems pretty real. Like she's throwing a couple people under the bus here, including herself. But it starts off as uh, here's one for you guys and talk about a life changer. Brace yourselves if you weren't listening earlier. After 11 years of marriage and one kid and a miscarriage, one of your most loyal and crazed fans and I are getting divorced. Want to know why? Because yesterday I came home from work and found him inside. My brother. (laughs) In the kitchen. I knew my brother was gay, but I had no idea. And this has been going on the entire time. Golfing? Nope. They were effing. My husband works at, and then she names his work, and he loves your show. Uh, this POS has literally ruined an entire family, not just mine, the whole family. Expose him and help me ruin his life, too. He will never see his son again. Evidently, he and my brother are also, quote, in love. He had the nerve to tell me this has been going on the entire time, so the only difference now in life is that I know. He asked if we could keep everything together. Uh, He doesn't want to lose the child. My life's a disaster. But I'm going to make his worse. Here's the fun part. And this, there was a lot in between that I eliminated with just general verbal yeah. bashing and yeah. nonsense. So I skipped to the end. Uh, tell everyone that, then she writes his name, is a lying, cheating, horrible, deranged, homo F word, and I want him dead. Now that part I shouldn't include, but she wrote Oops. it in there and don't do that. On the flip side, any decent man who wants to F me on my marital bed I'm going to bang everyone I can before he moves out of this house. And then she gives her email and says, check me out. Send them my way. I'm not going to do that either. We still haven't gotten pictures. Yeah, nothing. So we can't can't recommend you. I'm telling you, I'm going to get an email from her. This was her anger lash. The next next email is going to be the sad, like, oh, what have I done? It's the... You go from anger to denial to depression to acceptance and all that stuff. She's about to go... She's about to go into, well, maybe I can fix this. And then and then the sadness will kick in. I'm going to get the email right after, uh, you know, she starts to deflect and fix it. 
You know, denial is denial step. I think that's step two in that whole process. Where the first that's thing right. is just lash out anger, and that's what she did yesterday. I got it again. Well, maybe I got we can get him on the phone on Friday when we do War of the Roses. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not fake. I'm hoping that this person has walked right in on this and everything was. It's John Jay writing as it. she said, but. What if? <laughs> Either way. Hey, great writing. Good job. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. It's a nice good scenario. job. Doesn't bother me. Uh, but either way, uh, and I want to hear from her, but if you guys want to bang her and, and you happen to know of a guy who just got caught buried into his brother-in-law in the kitchen, that's who we're talking about. If a guy doesn't go to work today and you find out, oh, wow, is what happened? Oh, finds out that he was banging his brother-in-law in the kitchen. That's we're having hot leaks for dinner. You don't even have to say the words. <laughs> Hey, you don't suppose that was the guy they were talking about on the air? That's him. It's there's this is a pretty narrow group of people. We're we're pretty specifically targeting one individual here, and his wife's flaming him. Now, again, this was uh, about seven o'clock last night. I got I maybe a little before that, like seven or six o'clock last night, uh, checking on some stuff and looking into some things. I don't even do that much anymore, but I just did, and there it was. Uh, and then I had to wonder, what time did you catch him? And in this window from when you caught him to emailing the show, uh, when did you, uh, well, who else did you talk to? Who, what, I need to know. I don't even care what happens after. What order to the penning, the yeah, letters? Or, or, what started? Like you walk in initially, gasp, shock, ha ha ha, differences. You start having your emotions. And then, and then your next, what's your next step? Obviously you're fighting. Right, so they probably fought for forty-five minutes while the brother-in-law, her brother, has to go. He just relax and let me finish. Jesus <laughs> right. Christ! Did, did, did you let him finish? Things. Did you just come in and scream and walk out? Were they finishing? Were they toweling off butts? What was going on? I want more details. Now, can you imagine? I mean, that's you're getting. It's a double lying. You know, your brother's been lying to you, and your husband's oh, been lying. Your to whole you. life, and then wrong. Did the fa- any other family members know that those two were boning? Yeah, I would guess not. I wouldn't think so yeah. either, but if they were kind of cavalier about it with everybody but her, nah, it's just a crazy story. So that's how we started our day this morning, and it is a fantastic. I mean, go back and listen to podcast because Rico Blaze came in; he's investigating. It was pretty yeah, awesome. Don't, yeah, don't. Uh, <laughs> and, and, oh, Key Key Custer just emails in, and he goes, "Do you think that like the family would have similar feelings?" Basically saying BHs, heredity, hereditary anus type things. Like they feel exactly the same. The husband can be our first lead researcher since he's had firsthand experience in both the brother and the sister and whether or not family beeholes all feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one guy I know to ask, and I don't know him. It's going to be a tough spring break. Man, this guy says, hey, shoot me her info while she's still in angry mode. Uh, wait for the denial and then give it to me again when she's in depressed mode. This is going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, once we get pictures, this guy says, I'm going to need an address, social media account, whatever. Brett started to look. We may have a candidate. Yeah. It, looked, yeah. it looked about right. Age matched up. Location. Yeah. Not bad either, by the way. Not bad. Not bad. I'm going to need you to get tested. I mean, your husband's been buried in some dude for the last 11 years. God knows what he brought home. Have your brother tested first. Oh, boy. And somebody just said that. How weird is Christmas going to be? 
<laughs> Thanksgiving first, as I thought. Oh, this, bat, Brady, is why my advice to never have children is so incredibly important. You have to stay in contact with him. Legally, the law is going to say, don't care that he was BFing your brother in the kitchen. That's yeah, his son. You can't eliminate that. You can't just delete him no. unless you delete him. And then it's weirder. So, and don't delete him, lady. And again, if and she even said in the email, this dude's a big fan of the show. If you're listening and you think we might be talking about you, if this has been your last 24 hours, we we're talking are. about you. Maybe maybe it's another guy had the same no scenario. You're you're one in a bajillion. But yeah, if you didn't have kids, you could just walk away from this situation. But the son is going to want to be around his dad. That guy's going to be back. That means your brother and him are going to be in contact probably again. It's if you never Brett, you and I are high five, high five. again. We never have to worry about one coming back to kill us. We never have to worry about if we get a hankering to BF our ladies' brothers, <laughs> if we ever wreck a family like that, I'll be like, oh, well, you can just walk away. That was what somebody uh, told me when I got my divorce. They're like, you are so lucky you, you didn't don't have, have a kids. kid. You'd be tied you to can it. just be done for the rest of your life. So, I'm stuck with this woman the rest of my life. I got, a, I, got oh. a, I got a note from a buddy of mine who pays attention to things, and yeah. he started laughing. He said, hey, by the way, happy 20, 20th anniversary. And I said, huh? And he goes, you got married 20 years ago last September. And I'm like, oh, you're right. That would have been 20 years. And had I stuck around, there'd be like an 18-year-old involved now. I'd be dead because I'd have shot myself, no question about it. The first night of crying, I'm out. <laughs> I, I didn't want one. That's one of the reasons that it, it ended up ending in the first place is because I kind of put my foot down and said, I'm not going to. Can't do this. I don't want one. Like, until I want one, I'm not just going to bow down to it. And I'm like, holy cow, how different would life be? I'd be dead. That kid would have been fatherless like a little Toledo. What, what all the things that would have changed in the last 20 years had I had a child? Because that would have happened. And, and like, I just, I was, there was such great joy in my childless divorce <laughs> and then my childless lifestyle. Because, again, no matter how much you hate the person that impregnated you or you impregnated, there they are. Always and forever. Always and forever. Each moment with you. You BF your brother-in-law. <laughs> and, yeah. And he bf you. <laughs> Probably. They switched out. Either way, that's the story we got this morning. So congratulations to all of you childless people out there who will never have to deal with this. High-five to all of you. It's well, the risk you take. It is a huge risk you take that, you, that you're going to wander in on your wife. And your sister scissoring in the kitchen or your husband and your brother uh, deep in poop wiener. And then you got to explain to the kid. You got to have that going on. Ugh. And then that kid goes murderous crazy because his whole life is ruined. And now you got this nutbag at the end of the bed with a knife and a drug problem. It's best to just not have them. Done with work, walking into the kitchen. Could this be mine? <laughs> Yeah, they might have been listening to a little of that reggae. I honestly can say I would rather get in the back door than listen to reggae for oh. more than 20 minutes. If, if that would be torture I'm not saying for me. you're wrong. I, but, I'm oh. telling you right now, if I was in a sandpaper box, two by six, and they're like, what, what's the worst punishment you can imagine? 
uh, reggae music or getting real hard by this guy over here. I'm like, bring that dude in here. I'm not listening to reggae music as punishment. That's terrifying. I'd probably tell him, oh, no, please play reggae. Uh, just to, ah, we'll give him what he really hates. And then that guy would come in there and give me the good choice, which is loads and loads of anal compared to that nonsense. He's white. He'll never like it. Ugh. Anyway, good luck to uh, to the families out there who have this going on. But, man, is Christmas going to be rough. Does the brother, do you bring him back into the fold? Do you just abandon the whole family? Does your son ever talk to your his uncle, let alone his dad? His uncle's out. I say move away and change your name. Yeah, she's got all sorts of stuff. She's going to be a, this guy says she's going to be on a big Tarvey Ivy drip after this. <laughs> it's not for a women assigned uh, female at birth. So that's the way our day started. So we just wanted to recap that for you guys. And thanks for all your emails. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. I think that's a really, it's an awesome thing. This guy said, I, I'm kind of an amateur sleuth. I'm willing to take one for the team to meet up to be the soon-to-be-divorced wife, help her through this, do some research. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want. I'm not handing her email out. She might have been crazy and making up like stories. Like you said, in the heat of passion. And Yeah. Also, she might not have actually seen what she thinks she saw. But camping and golf. Could have just that? been helping him cook at the, <laughs> oh, he was the range. Yeah. It got cooking, all right. You know, it was yeah. a heavy skillet. I would rather have that, speaking of cooking, than a Guy Fieri meal. And if we're talking about kitchen trouble, give me one in the back door before I have to eat one of his garbage nachos again. Might have been working on the oven. You know, he's halfway <laughs> in the oven. It could be. It might have been a porn. Either way, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. And we appreciate that. So. Ugh. So thanks for emailing. Anybody else with some trouble and that you want to get thanks for listening. There? Yeah, and thanks for listening to the guy that was uh, railing. Both. You know what? You know, you're already in the family. You might, and you're in love with the brother. We haven't even looked at that side of it, the 2024 aspect of it. Like, hey, they, they're in love. Maybe, I mean, maybe you can work things out. How many hillbilly families have had a wife or husband leave for a sister or brother and it's all heterosexual? You know? I actually knew one. My dad worked with a guy who uh, was boning this one lady and then started to bone her sister and ended up marrying the sister. What you're saying is you're not alone in this. Right. It's just now gay, and that's the new world. You are little not. twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'll be here for you. <laughs> but that's it. So now, I mean, he's leaving you for another man. He found love somewhere else. It just happened to be in the family and male. I'll keep it in the family. A lot of curveballs. We're throwing some Fernando Valenzuela stuff at you. We got senior year in slurred. high school. What? Uh, there's a girl in my class, Ellen, and her dad. Her senior year said, "That's it." After uh, 18 years of marriage, she's like I'm, I'm leaving. I'm fell in love with this dude. It wasn't in the family though. It was it wasn't an outside family. Wow. Yeah, but he just announced and said, "I'm sorry, I'm moving out. This is." This is me. I'm gay now. Yep. Starting today, according... I've been gay the whole time, but you guys didn't know about it. Yeah. That's crazy. There's been a lot of undercover gay, but banging inside the family is... That's... That's bold. Anyway. Sounds like a KDKB band. It does. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> undercover gay is... Isn't that one of Moe's uh, support local music? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. She's going to have the undercover gays on. <laughs> G-A-Z-E. Mm. <laughs> 
Uh, it's eight fifty eight. So then again, thanks for the emails. Holmberg at ninety eight kupd dot com. I'll take all of. I'll take all comers, as they say. And uh, if you want us to flame your family, I am very discreet about that, so I don't get sued. I'm not interested in this, but holy crap, what a story. It's going on out there every day amongst us. She actually, in the middle of the email, wanted me to, uh, evidently she must listen too now that I think about it. She said something about wanting him to be the the worst person of the year. And oh, the, I think she's in on Frank Yeah, Well, she didn't mention that. It wasn't as clean as that. But can we like she's nominate him for your worst person of the year award? Maybe she just said that, or maybe she knows we have that. The uh, Frank Caliendo's uh, annual Nathan Sutherland's Worst Person of the Year Award. Uh, anyway, uh, what are you going to do? We got hot releases. Uh, I hate to say that right now. When hot releases are coming. She already dealt with Somebody that in her did. kitchen. Somebody, and you know what's worse? So, oh, this just dawned on me. So after the, there's Aftermath, right? Great restaurant, 16th mm-hmm. Street. Bethany, love it. Charles, how you doing? There's Aftermath. You walk in on your husband, bone and your brother in the kitchen. Squirt, squirt. squirt. Bang, bang. Hands, fingers. People bent over, touching your countertops. Poo. Yeah, right. Poo. There's poo. Brady's not wrong. <laughs> and then you're like, ah, rawr, and you yell at him. And he's like, I didn't, rawr, brother, ah. Everybody's screaming and yelling, probably pots and pans tossed around. And then aftermath, aftermath. And then uh, the, the brother and the husband probably leave, you know. And then you got to clean that kitchen counter. No, he stayed. <laughs> you think? Husband stayed. I don't know. Yeah, because they're they're... He's addressing the situation. He probably brother, stuck around for a little. Brother, brother ran, pants down. She, what if she walked in and they were done and all she saw was a rosebud? Oh, Jesus, man, no. Brother <laughs> Rosebud is a great band name. <laughs> brother Rosebud is a, you just almost threw up. Brother Rosebud is a, because you, pro, you probably pictured Tom's Jr. Rosebud. <laughs> But somebody had to go get the Clorox all-surface cleaner and a towel. There's no cooking going on in that kitchen. You eventually have to wipe that counter (laughs) off. Eventually, you've got to wander over and go, well, (sighs) and just have some normalcy back where there's enough bleach in the world to get that. Like, you would, I would guess she leaves. She's the one most traumatized by the visual. I would guess she, well, not again, no, moms very rarely leave the kid. You're forfeiting the house. And the kid. Yeah, but moms, they, they get away with that. Dudes can't leave the house. Moms can. It's a very strange thing. When moms leave the house, it's usually because. What cause, about when Junior or the, the yeah, kid Yeah, and the boy, the boy had to come home. And yesterday was an off day for school, so where was he? Oh, I got so many questions. He probably had headphones on. He was gaming in his room. Oh, with that faint sound in the back. And that smell. What's going on, Dad? I can't get the mower started. Hey, Uncle Chad. <laughs> anyway, somebody's eventually. Maybe you just make the boy do it. Hey, here's some Clorox and a couple of bounty towels. Go clean that kitchen island. <laughs> Why? Just do it. Where's Dad? Nah. Don't talk about him. Just clean the island for hours. Never stop scrubbing. Ugh. Anyway. Yuck. Yuck. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, hot release is coming up Speaking in a little bit. Yeah, it's 98 KUPD. It's out of control now. 98 morning sickness. Morning sickness. 920 Rasta! Yama. It's 9.20 somewhere!
Brady's going to go see the Bob Marley movie because his daughter wanted to. Inability to go pick another movie. Hey, I'll go see that Bob Marley flick. Are you afraid to drop her off by yeah. herself with friends? Yeah, why didn't she just want to go to like with her friends to the Rasta movie? Daddy they didn't want to get high. <laughs> if he shows yeah, up with a knit cap and a hacky sack tomorrow on <laughs> Birkenstocks, I'm out. He will. <laughs> you got to have that moment where you're just like the old days when you'd look in the paper and go, what else is out? Like, <laughs> there has to be something else you guys want to see. White people in Gilbert going to the Rasta movie at Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, not happening. Good luck, Brady. What did you want to see? I want to see that. No, you did not. (laughs) No, you didn't. What did you want to see? I don't know of any other really, uh, you know, movies. Argyle with Dua Lipa. I do want to see that. Well, then go see that. Okay. (laughs) That's not happening. Uh Kirby doesn't want to. Nope. It's getting out of hand. Pretty soon, Brady's going to be, can I stay the night? Like, why? Eh, Kirby kind of wants the house, and uh, I need a place to live. <laughs> I need a place I told to her I'd give her the house. I think she should have it. And, Daddy, why don't you just leave me the car as well? You already got a car. Well, I need two. Might as well on fuel. Uh, anyway, no, have fun. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing you're doing. Uh, emails like crazy about uh, the situation. And this guy says, uh, the story of the girl whose husband is having relations is disgusting. It's one thing to be against or to be gay, which is against God. We all know that. But to have a sexual relationship with your brother-in-law, whatever happened to the sanctity of marriage, whatever happened to loyalty, whatever happened to remaining loyal to your girl, I will always be loyal to mine, and I know she'll never sleep with someone other than me, signed Christian rapper Nathan Sutherland. <laughs> Nathan always shows up. Man, that had potential. He's, it started off like, wow, there's a lot, he's, he's lot of right. truth to this. This guy's on to something. Well, he's... Christian man. Uh, William says, due to my trust issues after listening to today's show, my house is now cleaner than it's ever been since I moved in. Bleached, pledged, Windex, Lysol everywhere. I need to do this uh, more often, uh, but thanks for the extra push in helping me getting spring cleaning off. Yeah, just in case because you don't know what's going on when you're not home. You never know if your husband or wife could be, you know, giving each other a pink tailgate there uh, while you're at work. Putting their... Poopy fingers all over your kitchen island. No harm in bleaching some things every once in a while. Just the surface areas, you know. Unless you're rolling around on the floor a lot, and then you're a pig anyway. Uh, it's time now for the hot releases, and that's brought to you by our friends at NewACUnit.com. Brett's friend just used them, saved a bunch of money on the new yeah. AC unit. Carrie getting hooked up. Carrie's getting another one right there. Used it, took my advice, and uh, went on there. NewACUnit.com's three easy steps. Get you right through the process. And as you're closing in on summertime, just know that the experts over there, Bodie, the king of that place, uh, have been telling me that uh, the regulations are kicking in. And probably around uh, early summer, right when we need it the most. Of course. Manufacturers are boosting how they manufacture right things. Right when we need refills. Government's changing all the stuff on how it gets picked up and built, so it's going to cost more. And guess who pays for that? You do. Estimated about 4 or 5% increase in manufacturing builds, so you're going to pay for that. Right now, if you use the promo code Holmberg, you get $1,000 off the top of the price you're already going to pay that's less than everybody else. Save thousands, save time. Buy online at newacunit.com. Lair Bear? That's what she told me. That's why she... Manufacturers, they get all manufacturing, and then the corporations, <laughs> right. they get all corporation-y. He's been watching Team America. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she told me. Her, her AC was uh, on its last legs last summer. She's like, I'm not taking a chance. Yeah, I'm just don't. doing this. Smart. Especially before the prices go up. Proactive. 
if you had it go out oh, it's the in worst. the middle of the summer. I've had it. It sucks. It's nothing yeah. worse. Was it two Junes ago? Mine just goes... And it's like 91 in the house. Two and Jews it, ago. June. <laughs> well, I, I got that nose of his again. It's back at it. See, I don't do seasons like you guys do. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like an Indian. Many Jews go by after many, many moons and Jews. Two Jews are the hot seasons? Yeah, that's right. No, the two Jews. Like yeah, Jews are the June, July. Juju. Two Jews in a bar. Yeah. And I had the home warranty company say, oh, we're not covering yeah. You didn't uh, maintain it properly. That's the biggest waste of money ever. It That's was. the easiest way out yeah. for them on anything. Yeah. Just newacunit.com. They'll save you your money. Trust me. Uh, who wants to go first today? Whatever you want. Uh, Brett, we'll start with you. All right. We'll start with uh, Ace Freely, formerly of KISS. Yeah. And he's the one that's running his mouth saying this. Uh, he's putting out better music than Kiss has in the last 20 years. So. Well, I would have to chime in here real quick, Brett. Yes. It's Gene Simmons from The Real Kiss. Ace Freely uh, was one of the gentlemen up against the Kitchen Island. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I, I happen to know one of the names is Ace Freely, not of Kiss. And his new song's called Poop Leaner. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> it's called 10,000 10, Dicks. <laughs> 10,000 Volts. Yep. So far, it sounds like he's stolen everything from Kiss. Sounds like a Daniel Jones song. Yeah. Are people just clamoring for new Ace Freely? I've heard this is actually good for those people. Yeah. Wow, look at that schnoz. He's one of your people, John. <laughs> hey! Ace won't work. He's one of us knows people. <laughs> He's turning into a taper. It sounds like he's been listening to Danko Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like other stuff. It's not bad. It's sort of vocally lifeless. Yeah. But it's catchy. Good riff. Good job, Ace. And she's a dad. I think it was somebody else singing. It might have some energy to it. Looks like Ringo Starr on Big Target. It does. Peace and love, love and peace. A lot of people don't know this, but Ringo and Ace are the same guy. <laughs> Must have been hard to tour during the 70s. Not really. Not really. No? Ringo was up front. Put the makeup on. Don't be Ringo. It's not terrible. The no. Ace Freely song's not terrible. Although... <laughs> he sort of is. I think I'd rather listen to him than New Kiss, though. Yes. I like that song better that. than... Um, now it's time for me to reveal the other gentleman in the kitchen uh, encounter. <laughs> Brett Vesley. Oh. Ace Freely and Brett Vesley were but in the kitchen of that woman's home. Mathia was the emailer. <laughs> uh, new Austrian Death Machine. Oh, oh no. Nah. Featuring Danny Lambesis. I don't know oh, if this no. is his wife that he, he tried to kill. Ah, his wife's in it? I don't know oh, if it's a or sister or his what. Son? No, I think it's a chick. Oh. D-A-N-Y is a girl's way to spell Danny. Oh, Tim Lambesis tried to kill his wife, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. So I don't know if this he is his wife, time. his new wife, or All right. his sister. No. Because we stumbled upon him, we got him for U Fest and loved Peoria. it. Got Austrian death awesome. machine. He was so nice and God blessed everybody. We met for the, the new U Fest. Go to meet his wife. Oh, oh 
That's expected. what I'm saying. I wouldn't kill her. Is that the same one? That's him. He's huge. That's him. Ten years in jail and lots of cot. Yep. All right. We got to see if that's... That's got to be the new wife. We got to look that up, because... Look that up, Rich. See if Danny... She's not the teacher. She had dark hair. I remember that. You don't suppose that they just worked it out. Well, if they can work it out, so can this lady who emailed me with her husband, because... What would you rather have? A murder-for-hire plot, or to walk in on your husband banging away on some dude? Uh, Murder-for-hire plot. You think? Oh, yeah. She's not bad. She's beautiful. I don't know who he tried to kill, but hopefully it wasn't her. Ten grand is all he spent. That was the amount. What's his nose look like? <laughs> Wikipedia has. He's got, he's got the whole bunch. I, gotcha, I know. <laughs> Damn it! I'm taking a beating over this nose. It's the Gilbert moms. Wikipedia has Tim's uh, criminal status as released on parole. Right, because he was uh, convicted of soliciting murder, six years in prison, paroled after two years. Who was he trying to kill? What's her name? That's it wasn't Danny, was it? Yeah. Did she wait for no him? No way. No way. He met someone uh, new. Oh, no. So this is his third wife. Oh, okay. okay. The one he was convicted for was Megan Murphy. And then he married Amanda Dub- Dubbard after he got out of prison. They divorced after three years. He's been with Danny Lambesis for about a year and a half. Hey, everybody, yours truly. <laughs> Just know when to let go, Tim. <laughs> Come on, man. Juice. You got to treat your lady with some respect. And if, if she doesn't get killed in the process, well, then I guess that's a win. Well, why are you getting married again? I mean, how many times do you want to go to jail? I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, there you go. They right. never hired out, right, Juice? If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself twice. Uh, here's job for a cowboy. This is beyond the chemical doorway. Did I ever forget about job for yeah. a cowboy? What was their big thing? Job for a cowboy. I was into them for a minute. Were you? Yeah. Let's skip up a little bit here. They're heavy. They're local. Oh, I know one of the guys who was in. They're the from here. For some reason, I loved them when they came out, probably 10 or 12 years ago. This was when I first started liking mountain bikes. Well, this will do it, yeah. Just think you Dave smiling. That's aggressive. I don't know what it is about them. They're not, you know, I, I mean, like if, them. if you like John for Cowboy, you'll like the new album. I mean, that's just, yeah. uh, this is Pirate Queen. Mm. And the name of the tune is Ghost. All right. It's annoying chicks. <laughs> John Gordon has no idea what to do with his boner right now. Oh, I know. It's going to split his skin like a baked potato in the microwave. And then he's going to nap this. afterwards. Pull over, John. Pull over. Pull over, John. You can't have this. Hot girls doing that miserable sing-songy rock. Oh, my God. Sirens. You can't do this to guys who like this music. Do something when you're trained for opera. There's no jobs. No, most guys who like this music like it to be other dudes that look like them riding mighty steeds towards yeah. women. The women can't be singing it back to them. 
Necromancy? Nice. Oh. I, I think, think the I like guitarist has her phone number on her. <laughs> Does guitar, she? It looks like I, it's call a it, battle act. Give it a call. That's the bass player. I think it was the guitarist. Oh, this is just bad. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Wow. You a lot uh, of incels. Here's MGMT. This is uh, Mother Nature. Aren't these a uh, down the hall band? Kind of, yeah. Cute little animated video. Dog walking down the road. I put the groceries down on the front lawn. I think maybe the children just want to get I'm waiting for Jennifer Aniston and Jay Moore to come around the corner. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Rod Stewart. I just got an email that says, knock it off, Gilbert Moms. Uh, literally, it says, hey, Jew, when's your nose job? <laughs> That's enough, Gilbert Sign Moms. The Gil- oh. Literally just got that email. Wow. <laughs> Horrible human being. Uh, here's Rod Stewart. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with you people? Jesse. All right, sorry. Rod Stewart doing yeah. something? Uh, yeah, almost like being in love. Oh, with wacky Jules Holland, yeah. the guy who hosts that show in England. They're kind of doing the uh, the jazzy thing now. Oh, they're doing a little jazz thing in an airport? Jules he does look like Lady Elaine, though. <laughs> he looks just like Lady Elaine. Yep. What a rare mood I'm in. Why it's almost like. Is he a droopy eye, or has he always had that? He's always had that. I don't think he looks any different. He just. Now we realize he's Lady Elaine Fairchild. Yeah, it's must be what it is. Why it's almost, almost like being in love. All right. All of you. Louis Armstrong going. Yeah. Tell me, who's Jules Holland, you said? He hosts a show in England that's been around forever. Uh, it's not called Top of the Pops, but it's like six bands oh, in a man, round room. Cool. And they're all set up at the, in different six different stages, and they just go it's around the cool. room. It's pretty great. But Jules Holland is kind of a... It's just almost like a failed musician that hangs around musicians, and he's, it, it's a great show. I can't remember what it's called, but just look up J-O-O-L-S Holland. His show is... Massive in England. It's been around forever. They've got the, one of the best performances I've ever seen was uh, Johnny Rotten and uh, Public Image Limited. Oh, yeah. Did their, it was incredibly cool. And the police were standing, or it was Sting, was standing like two stages over, if I remember that episode right. And we got like Eric Clapton. Uh, yeah, I played This Is Not a Love Song. Yeah. yeah and I remember that. Hill and Sting, and then like some band you've never heard of, and then uh, Kings of Leon. Hmm. And they're all just standing there watching the other guys go, and then it's their turn. It's wow. it's a pretty cool show. All right. Uh, speaking of guitar players getting back at their band, uh, this is Mick Mars. Getting back with the band. Getting back at their band oh, with their, their solo band. stuff. This is Undone. He, how is he moving? I He's thought he could barely, well, look at him. The word is barely. Is he mad at Molly Crew? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they kicked him out, right? Yeah. Is he singing or is he got some- No, he's got somebody singing. So far, not so bad. It's like a corpse. Here's what you shouldn't do if you've got Mick Mars. Film him. Yeah. Well, as the only subject in your video. Right, right yeah. <laughs> do some sunsets and a rainbow. Looks like Alice Cooper, kind of. 
If Alice Cooper was drugged behind yeah, a truck. Yeah, that's an insult to and Alice that's a, Yeah, and that's saying something. <laughs> it's not like Alice Cooper's a beauty queen, but... This isn't bad. That's all right. Who's singing, do you know? No, I didn't do that much research because it's McMars. Good move. <laughs> Uh, here, stretch for a second because I lost my place in my uh, my N word. Oh, I was just going to say, oh, oh, no. oh. yes, I lost Can't it. Jules spitballed that lead singer. Jules Holland, I forgot about this. He was the key, uh, keyboard player for Squeeze. Thank you, Randy. Oh, okay. The keyboard player for Squeeze. That gives for a some credibility. And then What's... I get somebody who says, "Hey, everybody can shut up. I love your nose. It makes you sexy. It does. <laughs> well, I love your eyes since you're blind. Is she the one getting <laughs> divorced? Saying that? that could be. It could be that crazy lady with her husband banging away on the kitchen counter." Was that for Nathan? Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Nathan likes that. All right. right. And so we are to the game that is sweeping the nation. N-word or F-word, or F-word versus N-word, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is French Montana. The name of the song is Ten Toes. Mm. I might be, we may have to listen to it for a second because I lost my place. So oh, I know it's boy. around this area. <laughs> oh, I don't like this I know at it's all. around this place. I got a button for that. I'm going to go hardcore Did you win N-word last week? Again. I did. Okay. Nice I'm going to go hardcore N-word. You know the French two week, Montana. Two weeks today. in a row. Brady, you're in touch with this uh, lifestyle, thanks to mm, Kirby. So urban. You are so incredibly into it. French Montana. I'll go with the... No idea. Friendly N-word. And you said hardcore. Hardcore. Hmm. This is hard. Because I've only got my only... The only options I've got left. I'll go with the... the yeah, I'll go with the mean F-word. Okay. Straight out mean right. F word. Right, the the lyrics are at the bottom of the video, right, too, so if you can. Never bite the bait. All he had was gas. Had to hit the brakes. Said she fell in love and everybody faced. Caught another shoe and here's another case. Rap game works and selling crack. Tell the label, send a check. Fuck the black. There it is. There, there it is. I win. It's a Damn hard it. F word. Yes. At the label. Another championship. I thought I won last week. No, I won. Are you sure? I think I won well, last week. Well, you won two weeks Either way, I'm two in a row. I'm pretty sure I got it. Either way. <laughs> You can even put me in the pit of third place. I'll come back and charge. It's like Daytona yesterday. 5,000 cars wrecked and one dude crossed the finish line on his feet. Last car standing? Uh, pretty much. Half the, half the field wrecked on one big bash out. Anyway, well, there you go. All right, Toledo, what do you got? All right, out uh, for video games today. I've got a few of them. Uh, first one up is Skull and Bones. This is one from Ubisoft, the makers of uh, Assassin's Creed. Apparently, they've been working on this one for... Seven years. That's finally ready to come out. Today is the day. It's a tactical action game where you're able to live the life of an up-and-coming pirate. Set during the golden age of piracy, you'll have the opportunity to set the open seas in your very own ship, customizing everything from its look to its crew to its rep weaponry with support for solo and cooperative play. This eventually likes uh, Assassin's Creed. From above. Go to a different time. Yeah. I could be a Somalian pirate. Oh, I don't know. This is just all about legendary pirate stuff, like SpongeBob pirate, dragons, and, and it's the and they've done good. this before. The Assassin's Creed had Black Flag, of, you know, all oh, yeah. pirate versions. So that one's one of the ones uh, Black or the Assassin's Creeds that I didn't like. Skull and Bones, it's called. Yep, I'll be stuck in the shipyard on that. Yeah, one. you're not going to yeah. make it. You won't not even make it out. to the boat. Not getting out of the harbor. Somehow or another, Brady's going to end up playing the game Dock Hand. We <laughs> <laughs> just load that up for you, Chief. Also out is uh, Nightingale uh, on PC, developed by BioWare Veterans. Nightingale is a new open-world survival crafting game that will leave you and your friends free to explore the mysterious Fey Realms, a sprawling fantasy land 
connected by a series of malfunctioning portals. Huh? If the description's too hard. Yeah. All you, all you needed to know is uh, open world survival crafting game. Regardless of which portal variety. Over. Red cards will be necessary. Only nerds like people who talk like that. (laughs) Listen, I have an idea for an entertainment evening. And then uh, I'll give an assist to Rex on this one for emailing in. Uh, This one is Held Divers 2. He says it's a Starship Troopers style game, but four player and on PlayStation and PC. So it's a bad Denise Richards movie? I don't know. Because I recommend it so you and Brett may bring democracy to the bugs and support Super Earth. (laughs) All right. manage democracy. Together for victory. Together for liberty. (laughs) Together for liberty. Together, they fight for freedom. It's a date night. Will you? Is it funny? Yeah, how do we get involved in this? Yeah. Enlist in the galaxy's elite fighting force. Work together to protect your future. That's the guy who used to do Bud Light Spot. Here's to you, great American hero. All right, out on uh, Netflix today is Avatar, The Last Airbender. Not the Avatar you think, the original Avatar. I didn't know there was an original. Uh huh, it's a. Huh? That was just the it's blues a, dude. It's a story in a book series that's been around a terrible forever. movie, too. The, 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 like a bald, a bald child. Yeah. It was an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. I think awful. so, yeah. I made it through about three minutes of that thing. The Fire Nation has destroyed everything in their path. Right, I'm out on this. So this is uh, season three that's out this week on Netflix. So if you're an I can of that, say this, you'll be into it already. With the exception of Squid Games, and that's because they had numbers on their shirt. And I can speak to this with authority that when you have a cast of way too many Asians, Uh-oh. I struggle to follow it. Uh oh, I can't learn everyone's names. I don't think you can say that. I... You didn't watch Gung Ho back in the day. <laughs> Gung only had a couple. If it's yeah. mostly Asian, and it was people. Michael Keaton. Yeah, and Michael Keaton was keeping me online. And George Went. Yeah, Went and Keaton were exposition. They'd like explain to me what just happened, and then I'd get back into the hilarity of Long Duck Dong and whatever he was doing. But yeah, I str- like when I'm like, oh no, there's like hundreds of characters to follow. If it wasn't for the numbers in Squid Games, I'd have been a disaster. Our <laughs> side on Netflix is a documentary series. Can I tell you a secret? Not much information on this one. Your name was mentioned. It's a documentary? Yeah, docu-series. Not about one subject, but about a bunch of... Beware. Are they going to get you? Are you still worried? A nightmare figure infiltrated their lives. This was the biggest stalking case I'd ever seen. Where can I really get going? Hundreds of victims. Women, girls... Family members. Too many to comprehend. I'm going to come and get you. Yes. Take over your identity. Like a shapeshifter. The stalker seems to know everything. This dude just stalks a bunch bunch of people at once. There's a great documentary out right now called Lover, Stalker, Killer. Oh, I saw that. I I haven't seen it, but I saw it The twist in it is pretty spectacular. 
It's a good one. You kind of, I guess you can sort of oh, see it is coming. Is it reality-based or is it? Oh, yeah, it's very real. Okay. Yeah. All right. This one's it's for you, really John. Good. Jellystone Season 3A. Multiple episodes? Nope, just one. Just one. I can't, if it's multiple episodes, Those I'm really usually out. Uh, Jellystone Season 3A out on Max. Please. Yogi? A place where nothing strange ever happens. Ah! Yogi and Boo Boo and Cabra Jaws? The yeah. Laugh Olympics, guys. Is that supposed to be Captain Caveman? Ah! Okay, well, it's still a place. Later Gator? They have Later Gators in there. Welcome to Jellystone, a town chock full of characters trying to live. I went with the grocery store, and I am now more powerful than you could ever imagine. Work? Wasn't that, uh... Oggy Doggy? Oggy Doggy, yeah, yeah. Aha, that is who it is. Hold on. And play together. McGillic Gorilla? Join Yogi. Shoot up! Cindy. And administering wow. a sedative. And Boo Boo. I'm being sued for malpractice. In the new series, Jello. Howdy there. Also, Huckleberry Hound. Yes. In the new series, Jello. I'm Jabberjaw. And also, Jabberjaw. Yes. In the new series, Jet. Hey. Oh. And Top Cat. Top and Cat. Snagglepuss. Elkabon. Snagglepuss. Doggy Doggy, Doggy Daddy, the Banana Split. Cool. Doggy Doggy and Doggy Daddy. I love Doggy Doggy. Johnny Quest. Man, Oh, I'm out. Johnny Quest is in it. Johnny it's not, Quest, the, it's not the guy that used to go exit part. stage left or whatever. That was yeah. Snagglepuss. Yeah, that's okay. That's Actually, thought, yeah. stage left. <laughs> Oggy Doggy and Doggy Daddy. I think that was, uh, was Jackie Puma. Uh, no, Pink, was... Pete Puma was in the other. Looney. Was, yeah, he was, he was, I think it was Hanna Barbera, wasn't he? Because this was. is Hanna Barbera. Is it? No, this is Jellystone's Hanna Barbera. Is it okay? Yeah. Then it is the other one. Either way, yeah. Uh, Pete no, Puma was in the <laughs> other thing. He was the opposite, but he was. Yeah, Snagglepuss was the best. Oh, I might watch Jellystone. Yeah. Uh, out on Hulu, Death in the Dorms. Okay. The perfect college. Apparently, town. it's been out on regular TV. It's coming to Hulu now, so you can stream all of the. ABC. You trust that the environment your child is going to be in is going to be great. And you don't expect that community to also be the ones to bring them harm. What should have been a great four years became tragedy. A murder will do that. I get a phone call. I receive a phone call. I just kind of froze. Is this true? What's going on? This can't be happening. They said, if you're a praying person, now is the time to pray. What school is Police it? are investigating the death of, of a freshman. Six college. The victim had been stabbed 19 times. We were screaming. We are obsessed. Oh, my wife will be watching that. I will too. Or obsessed. Yep. With good-looking people struggling with murder. All right. Seth Rogen joint Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Boys, where have you out been? Out on Hulu as well. This did not do well. Did not. We're just running errands. That's it. I'm done with this. I never liked it the first time. Me either. I was never. All right. Uh, I know how much you love the Star Wars universe. So Star Wars, The Bad Batch, season three, the final season out of Disney Plus. Your Good. brilliance is a great. There's a video going around the Internet about how to Disney ruined Star Wars for people who used to love it to now. Well, there's more coming in May. They've got more coming out at the end of the war. Would mean an end to losing more of our brothers. Yeah, they've just sucked the bone marrow out of the entire idea. George Lucas is just counting oh, his money. Doesn't why care. wouldn't you? At this yeah, point, he's exactly. like, I'm going to check out. Who cares? That's it. That's all I got. All right, there you go. Nicely done. Uh, holy cow. Those are your hot releases. Brought to you by our friends at NewACUnit.com. Save thousands. Save time. Buy online. NewACUnit.com. <laughs> It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.
End of the day. Uh, it's time to get entertained and run for our lives. It is the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Don't know what kind of self-defense you got when you walk in on your husband and your brother deep in the I don't know, state of love. I don't know what that is. But I know one thing I would do. Run the other way. And they teach you a lot of that. We had that email from that guy uh, yesterday. He and his wife were just trying to shoot some pool. Some guy was being a dick trying to get him to fight. And he said, you know what? I've listened to you long enough to know that that's the best thing I could have done. Smart. And you can go to React Defense and get taught a lot of those situations. I watched a lot of the uh, air disasters. We talked about that this morning. So many times I'm watching that one dude on that FedEx Flight 705. Highly recommend you watch that. How many times they could have put him out. But again, I didn't have a hammer to the head situation going. But he, he The whole one side of your body right, is giving struck out. Struck him from behind. And there are situations where you're getting bonked. But if you're breathing, you're fighting. And that's exactly what that FedEx flight was. If those guys stayed awake and breathing despite all their weaknesses and injuries, and they still won the fight. It's amazing to watch. And then there was this one uh, air disaster that I thought about Tactical Black, too. Uh, the Bulgarian flight, or no, it was the uh, Ethiopian flight where the pilot's like, I've had it. These guys aren't serious about killing me. They just want to crash the plane. And he just uh, he just says, uh, passengers, prepare for a, a crash landing. Um there's nothing we can really do here. Uh, so react to the hijackers. Now, he said it in kind of broken English. So And nobody got up and did a thing. Wow. Cowards. And, uh, in fact, that was what was going on because uh, we do the airplane seminar, too, which is incredible. And I watched the one where they took hostages on the plane. I'm like, ooh, there's a way around that. Like, I've gone through the scenarios. It's incredible. It's such an incredible thing. You, you go through any scenario you can imagine. They've thought of it. They'll put you through it. You'll get in. You'll get out. It's just flat amazing. Head over there, reactdefense.com, and uh, make yourself smarter. Make yourself better at being alive. That's how it works. Uh, it's the home. It's Tactical Black. Brady Entertainment. The movie that Kirby and I are going to see today, Bob Marley, One Love. That's right. Big includes, fan. Big fan. <laughs> includes a true incident. Where seven armed men attacked Bob and his wife Rita and members of his true. band in 1976. Several of them were injured, including Bob and Rita. Now in the Puff movie, Steve, Brady. Yeah. In the movie, one of those gunmen goes to Bob's house a few days later and apologizes, and Bob forgives him. Doesn't happen. Does not happen. A Berkeley professor named Matt Jensen says the movie takes artistic liberties. Or just make stuff up. Right. Artistic liberties is like we lied for the sake of entertainment. But Brady will straighten all this out with his knowledge of Rasta life and then seeing the movie and comparing (laughs) the realities. Brady doesn't have to actually see it. He's lived it. But he just wants to compare and contrast how it worked. He may not come in tomorrow listening to reggae, but he'll probably be pumping this in the morning when we walk in the office. Trying to get crazy with this. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Kirby's going to want to see. Oh, yeah. Daddy, I want to go see Cypress Hill. Anything for my little girl. They're coming to town, too. Are they? Yeah, he's going to be there. Oh, yeah. You're going to the hill. Yeah. Daddy, I told you once, I tell you a million times. Do not reach into my bag of gummies. Those are for me. But I like gummies. You won't like these. Trust me. Protect me. We're going into the pit. (laughs) Daddy. What is it, doll? I am highest. <laughs> Taking his daughter to a Rasta movie. You don't want to go to that. Yeah, You're a nice dad. No, you don't. 
If I said to you earlier today, hey, you want to go check out One Love with me this afternoon? You'd be like, no. Why? Because we're a couple of white guys who love Rasta music. (laughs) Charlie Brown's friend Franklin gets his own backstory on a special streaming on Apple TV+. Charles Schultz created him in 1968. He's the black black kid's representation. He's the black kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Took all the whips now to get Franklin's special. Took all the what? That's good now. Because he was introduced in 1968. (laughs) What did you took all this time? I don't know, but the word whips, but you don't mention that right now. What? Took a long time. Franklin should have had a special a long time. All right, ago. don't cover. How did, how did whips? Like you said a terrible thing. How did what? I didn't say whips. What did you say? It took a long time. No, Why you did not gonna... say that. <laughs> Some before that. <laughs> Go Jelly on. Roll responded to his fans online. They're upset. He took the stage at 11.30 p.m. Saturday at the NBA All-Star Weekend Show. He says that wasn't his call. And it's the last time he does a corporate gig. Oh, good. Yeah, he's bigger than he's that. Like, he's like, I have jelly that. roll time. We get on stage right right when the show's supposed to start. Yeah, he's a former addict. Those dudes are always on time. Alex Van Halen will publish his memoir in October. It's called Brothers. I'm sure that will sell pretty well. Eh. I suppose it's just his story. I can only imagine how many. I mean, I'd like to hear there's both. There's a lot. Sure. If he's spilling the beans, I'd like to have Eddie be able to defend himself. But how much does he go after Michael Anthony or Dave? Yeah, or yeah, Dave? He's gonna be after Dave. Oh, he, they're not friends. It's an interesting group. All right, that's enough of us. We're all done. Larry's coming up next. You guys have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long. <laughs> It's out of control now.